going on, guys? Dustin with the LFG 1904 Show. Reconstruction Rescue is your best choice for flood restoration services in San Diego County. With years of experience in the industry, their dedicated team of project managers will work hand-in-hand with you from start to finish, specializing in home insurance water damage claims. They take on the headache of dealing with your insurance company so you don't have to. Call this number today for a free estimate. 760-891-9919. Once again, that number is 760-891-9919. Reconstruction Rescue. Y'all know the deal. <laughs> oh, maybe I know I should... you can't put that there yet. I'll put my phone over here. Mm. Okay, well, <laughs> go ahead and start singing then. <laughs> check, check, check. Stop. We're not fucking doing that. You know what? You're <laughs> off the fucking show, Elise. <laughs> yeah! 100% she's off the show. Did you just mute her mic? I did. No way. Yep. Why? She's muted. No way. I tried to get the fucking sound bite of Dawn singing, but she stopped fucking singing, so now it's not even funny. It's just at least fucking with the goddamn microphone. Oh. The singing Tarzan. Hmm. That, that might be on, too. Sheesh. All right, guys. Welcome back to the show. My name's Dustin. Oh. And I'm Rafa. And I'm Don. And I'm Elise. What up, Don? What wow. up? Jeez. Hey, Miss Parker. I know. Hey. That's so great. I already, <laughs> I already have like a couple sound bites I'm ready for right now. Hell, yeah. I already thought about it. Who sings that song? I was thinking about... But, but it's not Outcast, right? They say Miss. What did they sing? Miss Jackson. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, Miss Parker's from the Friday. Friday. No, right, right. right. He's like, Hey, Miss Parker. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say, son? I get that a uh, lot. Nothing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I get it from girls and guys. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. Wow. Uh, really? Yeah. No way. So, yeah. I mean, I could recite Friday the whole movie, so that's not surprising. I don't surprising even think I've that. watched that movie all the way through. <gasps> what? Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Really? I know. No way! Oh my gosh! Man, well, she's off the podcast. No, <laughs> she's off the podcast. <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> Let's see about this. Not the dog eating the trash can right now. Can you stop? Oh, stop the mother! Yeah. Mm. Easy. Fuck you. Fuck you. What are you? Watch my car. Make sure nobody misses. Well, I thought it was gonna be a lot faster. <laughs> But it's not. Oh no, she's gonna. Got she gotta come. She gotta walk by. You know what I'm saying? She walks by. Oh, here she's she is. She's watering the lawn. She's watering the lawn. She's watering yeah, the yeah, lawn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. She's watering the lawn. It's spraying everywhere. Yes. It's like she, they're they're imagining Damn. all this, you know, Damn. sexy time. Oh my god, that is so funny. Miss Parker, fine as a motherfucker. Not the dust off that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was, I know Jason, so I ain't trying to fucking say none of that shit. Oh my God. <laughs> Hi, Miss Parker. Hello. Hello. Do you want to fuck Miss Parker? <laughs> that was stupid. Oh, I thought it was funny. just going to go right to it. I it said, was funny. Part- you know, it, was. it had a big climax at the end. We waited <laughs> yeah, and waited. Yeah, and waited. I, know, I know, I know. We yeah, waited. No, it was good. All right, so what the fuck is up, huh? We've had your husband on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, multiple people, when I asked, you know, I, I I love finding women in recovery because a they have some of the most fucking horrific stories, mm. and to come out of that, he shit. loves that shit. I guess what he loves the horrific stories <laughs> the that we horrific. the horror that hey. we had in the hey y'all hey hold on hold on hold on hold on Dustin is morbid as fuck but it's okay 
Yeah. We love them all the same. But no, okay, so that's probably the wrong word. But you, you, the women have been through a lot more than men. You think so? For sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, where men aren't like, I mean, I don't mean you probably have been but. prostituting themselves and doing weird things like that. You know, I don't, I don't yeah. think so anyway. Shit, I was. I know you were not guys. You were also well, you, know, you know, you know, it is. Did you know <laughs> that statistically in in prisons, uh, yeah, yeah. like eighty five percent of the men were molested. Yeah. It is well, like, yeah. So yeah. it's like they have a lot too, but they don't talk about it. No. Yeah. It's a lot of that shit. I'm talking about more like on the street. It's taboo. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I wasn't molested, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning you know what? Yeah. I, I think I was. What? I'm not even kidding. By your babysitter? What? No. I I have these like. We at least is looking at I'm it. so well, fucking confused. Yeah. Okay, what? maybe we should start over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, new subject. I'm like, are you sure you want to just... No, I don't know. Close this I, on the podcast. Okay, right? we'll no, I mean, the, we're going to no. ask you the questions now. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, go so ahead You're ask. on my talk, podcast. Ask away. So talk about that first what communion, doesn't did you think that you were molested, and was it by know. your babysitter? Ooh. No. It was a, it was a weird-ass neighbor. I just remember as a... I, I think I told the story on the podcast By a man? Before. What? By a man? Yes. Oh boy. Oh no. There was this neighbor guy Nick that was Cerrone. really weird, and he like came through my. I have to ask my mom about it because it was weird. <laughs> I stayed the night at their house, but I don't remember anything because I played with his son, and mm. I don't remember that kid's name, of course. But uh, he like came through my house at, at at a young age, and I remember like he was uh, maybe it was just a fucking fucked up dream too. <laughs> it could have been. It probably was. I am because just so. Alright, so I never sold myself, and I ain't never got molested. <laughs> yeah, right. I ain't never prostituted myself. No. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, that's just crazy, man. If you like, had sex with a drug dealer, you prostituted yourself. I can't remember. God, my drug of choice. My drug, yeah, my drug of choice is roofies. <laughs> yeah. So you don't know, actually. Yeah. yeah. You were blacked out. Half the time. Jesus Christ. I don't even know where to start. Mm. Yeah. Let's just start from the beginning, Dawn. Okay. Right. Yeah. How about that? Okay. What's up? Where are you from? That's a funny story. Because mm. if you know me, um, everywhere everywhere we go, like if I take a road trip to L.A., I'm like, oh, this is my neighborhood. I lived here for a week. Really? Uh, oh, <laughs> um, no, but I was born in Orange County and, um, oh, and, wow. and moved when I was like two to uh, Washington State. And I was okay. in Washington State till about 11. Where in Washington? Uh, Tacoma in a little town called Sumner. Oh, OK. Yeah. Tacoma is east Northeast. Okay. I, I have no idea. I'm oh, going, okay. Yeah. You were just there for a short time. I was time. there till I was 11 in a very sheltered um, Mormon home. You're so Mormon then? I am. Really? Yeah. Wow. You're still Mormon? No. What was that like no. growing up? You know, to be honest with you, I um, Jesus God's calling. God's calling right so now. Sorry. Elise, you're done. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. You know what? We're going to start all over. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. We're going to start all over. Here we go. Oh, shit. We're starting all over because Elise doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. All right, guys. Welcome to the LG 1904 show. <laughs> yeah. So you grew, up, you grew up in a Mormon household. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, growing up, I, I grew up with both my parents. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom was, she's probably going to listen to this, so I don't want to be too too crazy, but um, she wasn't happy probably most of my, of my childhood, but my parents, I knew that I was loved, and I we had a huge support system with our church. 
um, when my mom was going through stuff, like yeah. the church people would bring over food. My mom would call them and say, pick up my kids. I'm going to kill them, you know, and, and uh, she would like go out to the car and be like, I hate you kids. I'm leaving. And then she'd sit out in the car for two hours. So like, but I always knew that my parents totally loved me and did everything they could to support us and yeah. to support what we are, whatever we wanted to do. Yeah, 100 percent. So I think that I had a pretty normal childhood. Like, I wasn't beaten. I mean, I was a product of the wooden spoon, but I was sure. never beaten. You know, I was actually a pretty weird kid. Uh, I remember getting, uh, being Mormon, you're like, oh, it's black and white. It's, there's no, like, gray area. It's right, not right. like, oh, don't do drugs. It's like, you better not do drugs because you're going to end up, you know, like your Uncle Tim or something. Right. Um, but it was... Uh, <coughs> It was, um, like, I remember, like, stripping on my front porch. What? Yeah. Stripping for what? Why? Why? I was, like, nine. Nine? I was, like, nine, and my mom told me I couldn't hang out with this neighbor kid because she was kind of a strange kid. She probably was the kid that was molested and was, um... Why would you point at me? Because you was over here talking about it, bro. So I'm just saying, like, this kid kid was probably the kid that had parents that don't care about her. Mm. Like, she just was a, a kid that got me in trouble. And so she started taking her clothes off on the front porch. And the neighbor across the street, the old man neighbor, saw us taking our clothes off on the front porch. And he came over and told my dad. My dad, I had never seen my dad so mad. Hell yeah. So, so mad. Could you imagine? He was so mad. I don't remember a lot from my childhood, but those like specific like moments of my dad's rage was yeah yeah he never yeah. never beaten. It was fun. So Tacoma is like real woodsy. Yeah, we spent like summers on. At the cricks. Yeah. At the cricks and the lakes and the creeks. Uh, that's what they tubing. say there. Cricks, remember? Cricks, yeah. yeah. And they also have, um, like, I remember, like, tubing down, like, the crick in an actual tire. Like, from a car. Like, yeah. like the black tire that would right. get really hot. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, yeah. Your butt the on inner it. tube like, and ah! shit. Yeah, it's like a real inner tube. Right, You know, right. Californians, we go to the Walmart and buy the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, buy the we buy the unicorn or yeah. the... We just something. figure shit out. We just figure shit out. Yeah. yeah, so we we did a lot of, did a lot of that. We camped every year. I mean, I had a great childhood up until I started doing drugs. Oh shit! So around what age was that? Mm. Hold on, real quick. I'm gonna yeah. talk about this Mormon thing. Okay. okay. So my mom, she uh, was a born again Mor- uh, Mormon or whatever they call it. What, what do they call that? Well, there's born there, again. So there, that's, no, a, that's a Christian, right? There's a born again Christian, and then there's like. The Jehovah's Witnesses and then Mormons, like they call themselves the Church, Church of Jesus Christ now. Right. Okay. Well, she was a, a Luther. My mom's been in a lot of religions. Okay. <clears throat> she became a Mormon though. But you, when you were saying like they'll take care of, they take care you, of their own. Like I mm-hmm. was blown away. So my mom had surgery, and um, she stayed at somebody's house because the house where she was living at was just full of animals or whatever the fuck. She had surgery. Mm-hmm. She had a, half of her lung cut out. But she stayed at this lady's house, and they were like the sweetest yeah. people. <laughs> and then the church would like give my mom money, Money, too. yeah. It was wild. They paid my sister's wild. rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, my sister was um, married to a practicing alcoholic and drug addict. They weren't going to church, but they were both inactive Mormons. And she would go to the bishop every month and ask m- for money. I mean, wow. I mean, we learned that we learned about fellowship really young. Yeah. Really young. I learned about fellowship and taking care of people and being of service. Like all of that kind of came back, obviously, getting clean. Right, right. So did you start getting loaded in Washington? So I started doing weird shit like sneaking. Yeah, stripping. 
yeah, like taking my clothes <laughs> off at nine years old. Um, I remember. Uh, I remember. I heard you. No. Well, oh, no, the microphone no, works. The ears work. Oh. Um, I remember uh, going camping with a friend, about, like one of the high priesthood people's daughters was my friend, and I remember um, sneaking out of the camp and go, getting a hickey, and then I had to go to church the next day, and with a hickey on my neck, and mm. everybody knew, <laughs> like I was that kid that was oh, like breaking okay. rules, you know, not living like Jesus and. Not doing the walk with Christ, and you know, I felt like I was different my right. whole life. Like I always right. felt a little rebellious. I was bossy as a kid. I was controlling. Like I was like I needed to make sure that everybody was going to play the games that I wanted to play. So I was just a weird kid. Yeah, you were my, that. My disease showed up real early. Right, you were that, say that yeah, girl. You, you, mm -hmm. you had shitty, shitty behaviors already. Yeah, I, you know, I was. I'm in a psychology class right now, and we're talking about like personalities. It's like the models of personality, and they're saying like firstborn ch children grow up a little bit differently, like faster, and they. Um, are more caretakers and more and so that control issue came out um mm, that's me yeah that control issue came out so that is so at least mm -hmm. yeah that's exactly <laughs> but that is me. me but that's me. i'm the firstborn too and i'm same thing yeah mm -hmm. Dustin is too you know and it's, it's something that i have to work on almost on a daily basis yeah seriously I, it, it, me too but she, and it's like man i catch myself <laughs> just like biting my fucking tongue and i'm like man i shouldn't even have to bite my tongue but I, I mean, I shouldn't have to be those that thought mm -hmm. process. Like, what the fuck? Why do I give a shit so much? Uh, just about anything. In I general. know. I talked to my mom about that too, because my I think okay, I'm just gonna say it. My mom probably has untreated trauma. Her mother like tried to kill herself twice, shot herself in the stomach. Uh, it's crazy stuff. Wow. So my mom like they say like uh, trauma happens in the womb. So when mothers are stressed out, um, it causes stress in the baby, and the baby's has like this just intestinal just. I can't gestational. say it. gestational trauma. And so like it's all this built up stuff. So that's you why was going through she was going, going through that shit while she was pregnant to you and then you so all there's of a just a lot of like that. There's just a lot of right. yeah, she didn't have it. her trauma wasn't treated when she was a child, so she kind of carried on this abandonment issue and this whole stuff all this stuff. So um growing up, you know, like I didn't wasn't it was just a weird, it was just a strange, you know. Right. So wait, your your grandma tried to kill herself. My grandma tried to commit suicide twice. Yeah. She shot herself in the yeah. stomach. In front of the youngest, in front of my uncle. My my uncle who's the youngest of eight. Damn. So my grandma Woo! I come I Let's come, go back there. I come from a long <laughs> I come from a history of um a lot of women and a lot of women with mental health because yeah. of alcoholism pill addiction um promiscuity um you know all of it yeah all of, all, all, the, name, all of it name it you know right? yeah my grandma had her first kid i think she got pregnant at 14 had her had her at 15 and then my mom was born at 16 so you think born. you think that's yeah. what drew your mom to try to like change things up and get into so, like uh, oh yeah that's what religious i was saying household like, well, my mom, yeah, my mom needed needed an, needed an escape, so she found religion, and that's how she we ended up Mormon. Is she was oh. she found uh, be, uh, Mormonism when she was a teenager, mm. and so some of her siblings turned to drugs and alcohol, some of them turned to religion. Right. How many siblings? She has uh, seven siblings, so she's the second of eight. 
Damn. And I'm the first of four. So your mom had seven kids. Mm-hmm. Or your, I'm sorry, your grandma had, had seven, seven kids. children, yeah. Yeah, at 14. Grandma mm-hmm. was getting busy. Yeah, but not even that. Yeah, yeah right. My grandma was <laughs> beautiful. Right, but here's yeah. the thing. That, at that young age, mm-hmm. and especially now that I've witnessed, like, how... Uh, women handle, you know, getting pregnant. I mean, and every pregnancy is different, but mm-hmm. 14, can you imagine, Elise? No, I would pregnant? actually be dead already. <laughs> I would have yeah, thrown myself off of cliff at I three. mean, yeah, you think Jesus that she, my grandma Christ. was trying to, my grandma was escaping. <laughs> that escalated yeah. so fast. For sure. My grandma was There's escaping. No um, oh, man. Uh, uh, her family, uh, my mom escaped her family. It's kind of like this. And then I escaped my family. Mm. You know, I was put up with all these rules and and then I wanted to smoke cigarettes and have sex or right. whatever I was doing. I needed right. validation from you. Yeah. 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 You know? How many how many siblings do you have? I am the oldest of four. OK. Yeah. Well, I'm just I was just thinking if your, your grandma had seven, if your mom was. Well, she was Mm-mm. way different back then, though. Mm-mm. Like way back then, like 14 was common to get married and mm-hmm. all that shit. Right. Like that's back, true. Yeah. Back then it was like common to have like mm-hmm. a big yeah. ass family and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, my grandma, same thing. She got married at 16 for, with my grandfather. I think that people just wanted a, an escape back then, so you know, too, like yeah. mm-hmm. finances and like uh, alcoholism and people didn't know how to d- do anything. There wasn't like the therapy and there wasn't like programs that there like there is today. No, you're talking like in the f- what, 30, 40s? Is CPS was involved as they are like like they are today? Oh, I yeah. mean, your ass would have been in the system. Mm, not Everybody. my ass, but my mom's. Your mom's ass. ass. Yeah, yeah, your mom's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Right. All uh, 17 of her cousins. <laughs> Go. <laughs> yeah, our family's getting big. Yeah, that's dope. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Like, we didn't have, we, we had like, it was just so, no, yeah, because my, yeah, my grandmother's family, like, my grandmother has like, what, she has like three, four and then my grandfather has like seven. Oh, so brady yeah, bunch yeah so like they're blended yeah major brady bunch yeah hella mm-hmm. big but then like us the second like me it's just me and my sister oh and then like my uncles just had like one kid like they just they just didn't have that many kids like that you know hmm. me i want a big ass family i don't know about y'all oh no oh. I ne- i've never wanted no. kids I, I i wanted a big ass family and then she got pregnant with winona that and then also like I've had family drama this year and I'm like maybe not maybe mm. not you know family drama fucking sucks yeah. and it just it's easily caused when there's many of you mm-hmm. you know right. so that is true yeah I think we knocked it out of the park with a, ba- a boy and a girl so we're good oh okay, yeah you're so perfect too. yeah you're so. perfect <coughs> I'm just annoyed at people telling me that I'm gonna forget I'm like please God I fucking should have right. wrote this shit down in a diary of how awful it was. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, I'll remind you. Uh, November 30th. You'll wanted remember. to jump off a cliff. Yeah, you know, I'm don't sure, forget I'm it. I'm sure you'll remember. <laughs> what the was, fuck? I know. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see if it works. Let me see if it works. What the fuck? <laughs> nice. That's great. Nice. That's great. It fucking works. We got the what the fuck back, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, so uh, you never wanted to have kids. Mm mm. Is it because of your family history? No. Um, well, I've always had this weird vanity thing going on. And um, so my mom told me, <laughs> she told me that when you have children, your butt hangs down to your knees. Mm. What? Yeah. And after four, it might. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't no, want to check. That's another reason why I don't want anymore. I'm like, I don't, I don't, ju- I don't, I don't wanna, know how I, much longer yeah. my body's going to keep going yeah. back after this. You no. know what I mean? If so, I don't go back like I did with the last one after this, I'm for sure never having another fucking kid. Yeah. So at 16, I said, I'm not having kids, but maybe I'll adopt a little black kid or something. You know, maybe I'll like yeah. do- adopt, you know, somebody, yeah. you know, maybe I'll just adopt a kid. Sure. And then, you know, the disease happens and then you marry the, mm. you, you marry the, the drug and, you know, you just have continuous tumultuous relationships where yeah. you're like, I can't have a baby with this person. Yeah. yeah. There's no way. Yeah. yeah. And I was really selfish, like super selfish. So I always like talk to, when I talk to women that I work with or women in the program, I always say like, you guys had so much more, you had so much selflessness um, that I didn't have. Like, it takes a, a selfless person to carry a baby for nine months, stop using drugs, or try to at least, mm-hmm. and then tr- in an attempt to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not have that in me. I did. I loved doing drugs. So, I loved my lifestyle. So you were in Tacoma until you were 11, mm-hmm. and then you moved down. Then I moved to the Bay Area. So what, what, what brought you from Tacoma to the Bay Area my at 11? parents were going bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And my dad is a sail maker. So he makes sails for sailboats. Nice. Yeah. So I grew up around sailboats my whole life. And I have a whole Mexico story about that. Perfect. <laughs> remember that, Elise. Okay. You're okay. going to remember that. Um, so Even and, though her brain's the size of a pea right now. Yeah, just remember I don't that have one thing. We're going to come back to Like, I literally that. look like I don't have a brain right now. I'm you like, do. Those eyelashes, though, mm-hmm. they're on point. <laughs> they're on point. <laughs> they look so like, good. I hope they look like this when I get like my next appointment i'm like uh, we're cutting it real close three weeks from now she oh, can be no. gone no. out by then no, shit no, 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 no. <laughs> no i need to be looking for the records <laughs> yeah actually you don't really give a fuck okay good i don't know actually i've seen some women put makeup on when they're in labor i'm like y'all are fucking oh, no. nuts oh no sure, no no, no. No, thanks. Photoshop that shit. Nigga, let's go. <laughs> so, yeah. I actually thought that I looked really pretty. You did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I looked mm-hmm. like an actual. A mother. Yeah. Someone you know? that just had birth. I yeah. feel like putting That's on good. makeup would have fucked it all up. I well, would have looked really haggard. You get that glow though too. Yeah. You like get this yeah. like weird like just saw natural of, beauty. Yeah. You really bizarre. do. You I really just saw do. a picture of Chloe and I was like, God damn, she has the whole. She yeah. just had a baby glow, you know yep. what I mean? Yep. She yep. doesn't have makeup on. I was yeah. like, wow. No. Yeah. What glow are you Putting on makeup. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro. It's, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a fucking pregnancy glow. Yeah, it's weird. I see every woman has it. Veronica had the baby and was literally like, I'm done. Out. Out. And I was like, no, the baby has to latch. I'll get the fuck away from me and that fucking evil child. That's probably how I would be. Yeah. She was so mad. Like uh, at the end of Emily, I think it was like, "That's it, I'm done." Right. Where Emily was like, it was in the books because yeah. like Emily was born the opposite way. Mm. So when she was like, you know, they come out the, the head first. So she, they come out with the head first. I'm not sure how they're supposed to point, but she was just pointing the opposite way. And like she was either face. They're supposed to be face down. Face I'm down. Pretty sure when they come out. So she, she was must have the other. Yeah. So Ooh. she was the other. The other yeah. way. And oh. They, they had to do some serious cutting down there. Yeah. And look like the predator type shit. Oh my god. 
That's an, okay. That was so another. Yeah, was that was say, another yeah. story that my mom told me. She said your vagina is gonna look like hamburger meat. <laughs> <laughs> so she just scared. The so fuck my mom out. was the scared. The, yeah. the scare parent. There's like that. Uh, the four types of parents, and like yeah. she was the one that scares you. Right. Oh wow. Yeah. My grandma was like yeah. that too. Oh my gosh, she's so funny. I can't. My mom would never. She was. She's like, oh, go have more. Have a C-section, why don't you? You'll enjoy it better. Like I can't stand my mom right oh my now. God. I'm like, what the fuck's going yeah. on? Like, uh-huh. I'm not gonna have a C because why I got stuck coming out. Oh, mm-hmm. and it was a whole thing. Oh, yeah. But so she's like, you could just have a C-section. I'm like, I don't want to have a fucking yeah. C-section. I know how to give birth. Yeah. You know. During the birth, and her, her mom was like a commentator, like right here, fucking. <laughs> full, full, I have the, the whole phone, thing just, videotaped. Yeah, the no. whole thing's on videotape. Her mom was even like going up deep, like. No like, way. I have the no. Whole thing oh, bro, I was right. No. I couldn't even look. <laughs> yeah. No. That's I, hilarious. But you know what? I've seen vagina and they don't look like hamburger meat. Yeah. yeah. No. So there it is there. Yeah. She lied. She shrunk up. <laughs> so it was kind of cool. <laughs> it's all. Yeah. It was yeah, well, weird. I, was I mean, like, you know. Cool. All right. <laughs> allegedly, you know, there might be some hamburger meat out there. Allegedly, there could be. There I want to know, but I'm there just saying. Be. We don't want to know. Yeah. We actually don't need to know. We're yeah. all married. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll never need to know. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> so about uh, so the Bay Area. So I will say, Donna okay, has so the nicest boobs because she hasn't had a baby. So I know I do have teenager boobs. We'll, we'll not talk no, about that. No, they're great boobs. Oh. They're great boobs. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Jason. That's not what the doctor said the other day. <laughs> what? He grabbed my boob like this and he said, "You could totally use a lift, but don't get implants." Oh my god. I well, like, yeah, I would say don't get yeah. implants for sure. What a dick. I've seen yeah. your boobs though. They're, 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 they're great. Yeah, they yeah. look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I did Dustin saw them too, I'm pretty sure. No. Nope. No? Oh no, 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 oh. no, no. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> How about I think the Steelers, I went like this and flashes? <laughs> I was I flashed. Was it just See, me and so... standing? No, it was just I you and Billy. Oh, okay. I made sure that your husband was a long not... time ago. Okay. It was, and I did make sure that your husband's did not I mean... see. Oh, okay. Because I'm that girl. I don't girl remember. Yeah. How about the Steelers? Huh? Okay. Yeah. So listen, I moved I moved to the Bay Area and I had the best teenage life. Although I was very depressed and I did a lot of drugs, I lived near hate i lived near san francisco so um when like i got, where exactly so i area. lived in marin county okay okay so marin county is the town is the area on the other side of the golden gate bridge okay mm-hmm. that green hilly it's beautiful area over there. It's beautiful, beautiful area yeah. so like outside dad, of vacaville and all that or what no nah. no that's the armpit no is it yeah bro we're um, talking like nice i'm talking about area, i'm talking about in nice the area. 80s I'm talking about in the <laughs> 80s, cocaine and divorce were the pop. Yes. Well, that was the popular opinion of Marin County in the 80s. Mm. Cocaine and cocaine divorce? Cocaine and divorce, yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense it, to me, actually. I mean, Sausalito, Mill Valley, mm-hmm. um, Tiburon, San Rafael. But I lived in Novato, and I was a poor kid in Novato. My dad, lived, my dad um, worked in Sausalito building sailboats because that was on... The bay, the bay, right there. Yeah, that's where we went. Mm-hmm. Babe, it was so pretty, it's yeah. so pretty in Sausalito. Beautiful. Beautiful. So my dad worked in Sausalito. Uh, it was expensive to live in Marin County, so he bought a business, a cleaning business. So he cleaned uh, at night, and in his day job, built sales. That's dope as fuck. Yeah, he was a really hard worker and did a really great job providing for us. Like we were not without. Yeah, that's a lot. But we knew that we were we knew that we were poor because. Of what people, the cars that teenagers were driving and you know, all the things yeah. that people were doing and mm-hmm. the houses people lived in, you know. Mm-hmm. So I cut school and was a pothead and then uh, a, te- a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. I was a cheerleader for eight years. 
How, old, how old were you when you start smoking weed? I smoked my first joint at um, 15. 15. I oh, think so I was like 15. Four years, four I think years I was 15 because I was coaching cheerleading and I changed all the routines and I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? The next week I went back and I go, what is this? And they're like, oh, you changed it last week. And I was like, I was stoned. You know. change yeah. the routines yeah. on? <laughs> on the little eight year olds, yeah, the little eight year olds, Pop Warner, you know. Okay. Yeah, I'm oh. like a teenager. The teenagers <laughs> teach Pop Warner. Well, they did back then. Right. right they right. probably don't anymore. So you no. just raised your hand immediately because you have control issues. You're like, who wants to? Who wants to lead? <laughs> like, I, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm already doing it. I'm already doing it. This? Yeah, yeah. So um, I did that, and I don't know. I was, I was, drank, snuck out, drinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, when you were like 15? Yeah, so I would get yeah. in, tr- I would do go to school to do cheerleading, and then mm-hmm. I would purposely do something to get kicked out and go back to the continuation school where I could smoke weed all day, do acid on Fridays, and because uh, Friday you have to fry on Fridays. And then I had this, what? Cra- yes. yeah, I had this crazy, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 all, but let me just tell you that in Yo, that the West Coast is like something different. <laughs> yeah. In the like continuation the East Coast, we're just trying to stay warm and sell dope. Shut up. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Like, I didn't start doing that shit until I came out here. Oh, that's true. No, yeah. no yeah. we're, we're we drinking, all sorts we're drinking of stuff. whiskey to stay warm. Oh my God. We did all sorts of stuff. Uh, shrooms, acid. I had this crazy science teacher. Who Hell yeah. To- you're living in fucking Frisco. Yeah. And- Say that mid-80s? 90s. Mm-hmm. 90s. Okay. 90s. It was the early 90s. Okay, early 90s. 91. Okay. 91, 92, 93. What year did you graduate high school? Well, I didn't graduate until I was 36 in Las Colinas. Another okay. great story. <laughs> but I would have graduated in 1994. <laughs> Buckle the fuck up, motherfuckers. <laughs> anyway, so what year would you I had to take my hat off for this, the rest of this story. This shit about to get good. 1994. <laughs> 1994. Okay, so that's why I figured we're in the same. I graduated in 99, so we're okay, pretty close. Okay, pretty close. close. Damn. You're closer than me. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck up, I got bro. into high Homie, school in 99. First of all, you're about to be 40. Oh, that's you went into high school in 99? I went into... I was... I was uh... Exactly. You know what? You're going to go fucking muted, too. <laughs> I was born in 92. You were born in 92? I was going to say, somebody... We can't play this yeah. game with Elise. Oh, my gosh. We she should... hasn't seen Friday. Oh, we my God. Yeah. Hey, Dustin we... was just telling me last night. He's like, yeah, I was fucking... Um, like, running amok from, like, 2005 to, like, 2012. I was like, 2005. Hmm. I think I was a fifth grader, maybe a sixth grader. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, so this is weird. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. So We're adults funny. now. Yeah. We're adults now. It's still Thank funny. We can it's take with him. We can I got the same shit. I got the same shit with Maddie. No, I got the same shit with Maddie. Maddie was born in '94. So that shit's even worse. Like yeah. yeah. It, it makes me fucking cringe. Like I know like she's <laughs> thirty and we are married and we have kids, you know, but all these things. But when we start talking about that, and I just put myself, I'm like, I was twenty fucking five years old, and you're telling me that you were fucking five? Yeah, wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been at that time. It wouldn't have been right okay. Now. Yeah, I'm like it's not. Okay. I was like eight, but yeah, you know, whatever. Oh, fucking awful. She's a mathematician. It's awful. I was my just teacher. like learning my, you know. My multiplications, you know, yeah. he's out there fucking already hitting the pipe. Fucking saw <laughs> Junkie. Yeah. Oh my god. So so he's funny. the guy saw outside jaw. your school going, "Hey, the girls get what is it? The girls get younger and I stay. No, the girl I get older and the, and girls, the girls stay, stay the same, same age." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Dustin, tell me you were not doing that Absolute on the outskirts of power. Fucking no, he didn't, have, he didn't have time. He was getting high. That would have cut into yeah. his getting high time. Totally. Damn it. Uh, wow, that escalated so fast. Uh, I saw 
Uh, it's like wait, the worst wait, subject one more ever. Thing I saw. Oh, here we go. Go, at least I love I it. I saw this TikTok video. There's like a trend going around right now, and they're like, um, "We're addicts. We're gonna. We're always gonna have a 55 year old ex ex boyfriend <laughs> that we fucked or some shit like that." And I was like, "Dustin is." I married them. I married them. I married them. You married them? I married him. I married the old man. <laughs> uh, it's like the best Jeez. trend. These nuts. <laughs> Got him. Damn it. Uh, I don't even know if that plays, but that's pretty fucking funny. I can hear it. I can hear it too. All right, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we have kids, Elise. I know. I don't even care. Anyways. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Where were we? Keep going, Dawn. You know what? Let's okay. just start all over I was again. In, I went to continuation school with this, and I had a crazy science teacher. His He used to call me uh, Bergy. Why? Bergen. Bergen was, was my last name. name. And ah, every, he, everyone had a nickname, but he took to me. And... Um, so oh, there was, no, not that way. Okay. He was, I, mean, <laughs> I think that... No, no, no. He took to me probably because I was more... Let's just say I got voted most pretty in the school. Oh, excuse <laughs> us. Okay, Miss Parker. Wow. Um, let's I mean, just say sense. that I was trying to be like this. I was a little preppy, so when I got to the... I was... Yeah, when I got to the school, I was, you know, I still was trying to be a cheerleader. Sure. Oh. So and I like had this stoner life. I had a stoner life and stoner friends and the older group, and then I had my cheerleading group, and then, um, and then I had like this trying to this church group. So, I um, so anyways, we he would take us on field trips, mm. and uh, we would go on overnight field trips. Okay. Two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we would. We're stay. gonna go to a field trip in my backyard. <laughs> well, he would take mm-hmm. us to he would take us to San Francisco, and okay. he would drop us off on Haight and Ashbury, and we would just have run free range for three hours. At the top of Haight and Ashbury, across from the park, there was a. Um, I still talk with my hands, and nobody even cares. It's okay. Um, it's a, hold on. Is this park like the Full House Park? This is the yeah. The park is really long. Okay. So the park is like long, but this is a section of the park. Yeah. And uh, at the top of the park, there's this McDonald's. It's not there anymore. I heard it was gone. And he used to drop us off at the McDonald's, and we would have free range. So there was our weekly. A collection of acid and weed, right. and on Hate Nashbury at that time, they still do it once in a blue moon because I was there about four years ago. They still, you can walk down the street and they'll go doses, buds, doses, buds, and you can actually buy drugs from the street. Right, right. I mean, just by them say buds, doses, and so we would hop in these, you know, hippie vans and dose out ecstasies. Uh, weed, we'd be fucking frying yes. balls, shrooms, um, everything, all of it. <laughs> Once in a while, we'd have a guinea pig. You know the. Hey, I got a question. I got a question. Okay, was Charles Manson like? He was no, like, he was out there, wasn't no, he? That but was the he 70s. was in prison. Yeah, that I'm was not the 70s, that old. Bro. Oh my bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Proceed. Yeah. So yes, uh, it was you know. Bro, she's not. She's two years older than me. Three I'm forty eight. Oh, that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> oh my god, it's not okay. bad at all. No, no, oh, good. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, Hate Nashbury was a big part of my my growing up. You know, concerts at 
um, at uh, uh, the Candlestick Park, and I don't know if they call it that anymore, no. but the Shoreline Amphitheater. Like I saw Pink Floyd, a candy flipped at Pink Floyd. That is when you, for the younger generation, if you don't know, uh, that is when you do acid and ecstasy. Um, you know, we just had a, a Pink Floyd concert. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Wow. We used to go to dead co- we used to go to dead shows and um I a, a couple times I went to a couple different dead shows. That's the Grateful Dead. And then but I never went to the concert because I always got stuck outside in some hippie van sucking on nitrous. Just fucking high. Tanks of nitrous, <sighs> which I also have other tank tank stories oh, as well. Those are great. Um Damn. allegedly, alleged tank stories. Yes. Um well, and we would suck on big balloons. You know, like yeah. big balloons. Yeah, that's the new shit. I see. I see a lot of people doing that it's shit. That's new. old as fuck. It's not new. It's yeah. so old. Yeah, it's dude. not new. Well, a, well, well, it came back because like a lot of dudes it came are doing back. that shit. Yeah, no, it definitely came mm-hmm. back. But there's been there's been people still that have been doing it consistently for a long yeah. time. Yeah, we used to yeah. like the punch bag, the punching balloons. You know, yes. the big string and the oh, the big so big balloons. Mm. Big. Balloons. Oh, you I can't used to find pass them hardly out, anywhere. Bro. I would pa- I would fucking fall right out. What kind of high is it? I had a dentist friend. Well, you're set oh, the fuck up. Shit. I had a dentist. So friend. you know Mario Brothers, and I don't know what, I don't know why. <laughs> every single time that motherfucker hit, you, I would hear do 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 Did you ever hear that? No, I heard. Okay, so that's like normal too. I heard the motherfucker, bro. One time I did a whip it so fucking hard, I fucking fell out, and it was so scary because you just, I lost everything. You know what I mean? I just my feet buckled. And I fuck was on the floor and everybody's laughing. And then I get up in a panic, like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, bro, what? you just you just fucking got the womp womp. Yeah, and you you're only and you're only down for two minutes, so <laughs> yeah, you're good. It was like seconds. It's like really? Yeah, it really. was. Yeah, it's seconds. It's it, not that long of a high. It's basically you're cutting the oxygen off your fucking brain. Yeah. Correct? I mean, that's really what it yeah. is, right? Yeah. I mean, it's- I started one of my the first one of the first things, like the first drugs I ever got into was um Scotch Guard. Really? Yeah, really? we used to uh we used to take the scotch guard we used to put our clothes like this uh-huh. spray the scotch guard and go <gasps> and then really? and then half on our clothes yo what and would get the same and you would don't try it at home don't try this at home yeah, don't try this at home I, I, i'm not i'm just like <laughs> and, and then wow. womp, 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 right. you know before i yeah, even yeah, knew yeah, about yeah. whippets you know yeah. freshman in high school that's wild yeah how yeah. motherfuckers try anything out here you know what i smoked I leaves they, I backyard leaves Backyard leaves. I smoked backyard leaves. Yeah, I, w- I was... yeah, I was Very experimental. Yeah, I didn't care. <laughs> I did not care. Nice. So you'd you be the girl smoking oregano. Yeah. If, if you told me that it was going to get me high, I would be yeah, like, well, do. I don't feel it yet. Let's do more. Oh, no. so that's, See, that's what it was. Too. That's what it was. Yeah, it was no. like, yo, I, yeah. I need to feel I need to uh-huh. feel a different way. I was already an addict. I was totally. already addicted to boys, addicted to money, addicted to friends, addicted to... I was addicted to everything I did. Oh, so you already had like the addictive. Oh yeah, so bad, oh, so yeah. bad. Damn. Addictive personality at at eleven. Ah, that's tight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can, I can so relate to it because I mean, I look back at my childhood and I always say it too. It's like, oh well, when did you start using, motherfucker? I was using before I was using. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. Like I was, my behaviors were so out of control. I remember having a crush on a Sunday school teacher. Nice. And I was like, I would like fuck with him. You know, like I was like the rowdy trying to make the jokes in class. I was like the class clown, but Mm -hmm. probably not even funny. Got myself into trouble. I remember taking a little car, a little Hot Wheel and like driving it up his leg. Oh, you know, like, I don't know. I I was thinking about that today. You know, I don't know why that story came into my brain today, but it did. 
probably because Jason's tall, and I'm like, oh, I married a tall man too, so that's weird. <laughs> you know, like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know. Dude, just Role play tonight, know. Jason. I don't know. So, <laughs> my Sunday school teacher. Okay, we're getting at to where, like, a lot. So you're underage at this time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you're underage when the teacher's taking you guys on the weekend yeah, trip. Week, yeah. Are overnight. we getting to a, a point to where somebody actually tried something with you? Because it seems like so, there's a lot of situations of being a young woman where yeah. you're flirtatious. And I was very, or, I was very flirtatious here, yeah, and promiscuous. I was promiscuous mm-hmm. and sure. very, um, and looking for love. Right. I was, I was always looking for love, and I don't know why I didn't turn to my family. Like I don't know why I left, like emotionally, my family. Like physically, I was with my family, but emotionally. Maybe they weren't giving it to me. I don't know. I don't right. feel like I was deprived yeah. of love, but I sought it out from anyone right. and well, everyone. Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, your dad's working two jobs, right? Yeah. So, he like, his availability yeah. to it's, be there emotionally yeah. attached to the kids was probably, like, nil to none, yeah. right? And I, my mom, my mom said something very profound to me when I was 16 or maybe 17. Mm-hmm. She said, so my parents divorced when I was, like, 15. My mom, um, oh. my, my dad, my dad moved out, and then my mom moved out to a different city and when my mom moved she said this to me she said i hope i'm moving i she said i want you to come with us i want you to move with us however i cannot stay in this city because i don't want my other children to turn out like you Mm. so that was a really profound statement Later on, looking back, when she said that to me, I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to live with my dad who works two jobs, who's never going to be home. I'm going to continue my drinking. I'm going to continue using. I'm going to continue being promiscuous because nobody's going to give a fuck because no one's going to say something to me. Right. Although I'm sure my dad was pretty hopeless and probably didn't know what to do with me. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. he would come home and I. What's going on, guys? Dustin with the LFG 1904 show. Proud to announce our partnership with Law Tigers. If you have been in a motorcycle accident, let's get you the compensation you deserve today and get you back on the road. Go ahead and call this number, 858-306-1986. Once again, that number is 858-306-1986. Law Tigers, nationwide, doesn't matter where you're at, call that number, LFG. Oh, that he would know that I was partying in his bedroom. You know, I know that he was, you know... um, I knew I know that he knew what I was doing. He yeah. would come home in the middle of the n- at like four in the morning from his job and we'd all be up like beating, poetry, painting, like six of us in the living room. And he'd be like, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're just, you know, up early. <sighs> come on. Yeah, he, he knew. Come on. Yeah. He, but, you know, he, he was trying he, to he had three other children. You know, they live there too. No, no. So but they, he, they went with they went with my mom and he wow. had three other kids and and a business to run. Sure. You know, he, he didn't have. T- I don't think that he had time to, to fuck around with me. Right. You know, because he probably didn't know what to do. Yeah. I was gonna do what I what I wanted anyways. Exactly. I was the temper tantrum kid too. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Dude, you're so Elise. Yeah, I was the temper tantrum kid too. <laughs> oh, I know. We know. We're like, <laughs> we know. Yeah. We know. Damn. Oh, okay, sorry. I just had to but I did hit treat. Stories. I did hit my first treatment center at the age of. Uh, speaking of going back to that question you asked me. I went to my first treatment center at the age of 18 because I was assaulted, okay. sexually assaulted by two people. And so when I woke up, when I came to with these people, these dudes, these guys, sure. 
my age, of course. They weren't like, they, we were all drunk. Um, but I was passed out. And when I came to, I got scared. And so I, and I was doing a lot of cocaine and a lot of alcohol. So the next morning I call my mom and I said, mom, I, I need help. I think I'm going to commit suicide. I don't, I don't, I can't live like this anymore. I want to come home. Um, you know, I just depressed crying. Sure. And so she was in the union and she called her union rep and they got me into this treatment center called Azure Acres. It's an adult treatment center. And I went there as a 17-year-old as a teenager, and I found men, validation. Sure. You know, and it... So you were 17 mm-hmm. when, when and these I turned, guys did that too? And I turned 18 in that school, in that, um, in that treatment center, yeah. Wow, okay. So this guy took advantage of me. I mean, we didn't have sex or anything, but we kissed and fooled around. And, and then he got in trouble, of course, because I can't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Because, yeah. you know, <laughs> I can't keep my mouth shut. So it's, we have a big old meeting about it. And then um, and then I had a boyfriend, well, that I was in love with. And he was going to a sober high school. And he is still sober to this day. Oh, since back then? Yep. We went to, so I went to the sober high school. Mm. It was a pilot program. Mm. And I was 18 and the, trying to graduate high school in this pilot program with like 12 kids trying to stay clean. And I just couldn't stay clean. But that guy did, huh? That guy did. Wow. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, his name was Jason too. He must have fucking got scared straight then. Yeah. So, he so, you know. was a bit, he was like a very bad alcoholic. Mm. Very young alcoholic, yeah. Mm. Trippy. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, so now your mom, she moved out. She, where did she move? She moved to Concord. Mm. You know where Concord is? Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, That's where my mom's from. Martinez. Like Walnut Creek. Walnut Creek. Mm-hmm. I've lived in Walnut Creek. I ended up in Walnut Creek at one point in my life. So inland. So like mm-hmm. you go past Oakland, inland. Yeah. Okay. You're like in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Past I've, Berkeley. Lived, I've lived in Berkeley. I've lived in Walnut Creek, Moraga. So funny. We can talk about that real quick, too. <laughs> you know, Berkeley, there was some beautiful, nice houses. Yeah, Berkeley. Well, Berkeley is really expensive. Really? Berkeley Bro, is not. It's, I mean... When we were driving down, what are you talking about? When we were driving down that main street of Berkeley, there was nothing but homeless and fucking chaos. Okay, but you're talking about Northern California. So what? Nice, what I'm saying. But you drive up in the hills, not Northern California. You're talking about the Bay Area. You drive up in the hills, and yeah, there's like beautiful houses. I mean, you got some beautiful. Like her uncle, for instance, has a beautiful (laughs) view Mm -hmm. of the entire bay and the bridge. Oh shit! Mm -hmm. But I mean, she. So here's here's the thing about that. She is right. San Francisco and Oakland, it's so fucking hood. Yeah. It's so fucking hood. I thought but Berkeley, I thought Berkeley's like a dope ass school. Like it's a really good so school. So Berkeley is a good there's, school. Yeah. But like the cities around Berkeley are what probably I'm guessing is what polluted Berkeley. Because yeah, for sure. You you have Richmond, which I've lived in Point Richmond, which is a little yuppieville place on the top above Richmond. And I could see from my house the Bay Bridge, the Golden Gate, and the Richmond San Rafael Bridge. So there are some parts, very small sections of the areas and cities that are really nice. But it's just like San Diego. There's a nice part, and then yeah, I mean, look at the shitty part. There's like, (laughs) and then there's like side. Yeah, no, they're so great. Well, I like. I I mean, kind of. There's Lakeside Hills, which is right above Mm -hmm. right here. It's gorgeous. Yeah, and there's like side. Yeah, <laughs> I know. They, like I live, I live, I guess near the place where they used to call the pink ghettos. Really, where it's like I guess all the drug activity used to happen in the nineties. Mm. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, when we went I through mean, Oakland every... recently, we were up there. 
my aunt was living up there and we were going to see her. I went a few times and when I went through Oakland, I was like, oh my fuck, this mm-hmm. is like a literal, like the worst. Yeah. It is awful. Mm. But you bad. go you go to Marin County, Sonoma County, Napa. I mean, it's like a whole different world. But Walnut Creek's cute. Walnut my mom Creek is loved nice. Walnut Creek growing mm-hmm. up and then when her mom moved her to Concord, she was like, why the fuck did we Danville's move here? Danville's really, horrible, Danville's nice. They have the cool Eichler houses there. Mm-hmm. They're so cool. They're yeah. so cool. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right, let's reel it back in here. Sorry, okay. anyways, about the Bay Area. Starts talking about the Bay Area. <laughs> San Francisco Bay can area. suck it, though. Actually, we love San Francisco, even though it's a no, shithole, too. It's fucking I've been bad trying to get. I've been trying to get Jason Dude, to go to San Francisco. Dude, it's such a rad place. I know. You tell, tell Jason, do you hear that? It's a rad place. No, we'll There's just a go. lot of cool stuff to see. Just we don't just go, go to certain go areas. Yeah, we yeah, could. Let's just go. We should. I we was, should. Until I got with Elise, I was very... I only stay in San Diego. Yeah, this was Jason. Too. You know what I mean? I only stay in San Diego. And now that I'm back in East County, I'm like, no, I'm cool right yeah. here. You know what I mean? She's we've gone. We've traveled so many places. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was skeptical about San Francisco, but I was like, holy shit. It's a cool city. It, the cool. moment I got there, I was just like, wow, this is we went over the Golden Gate like I four got, times. <laughs> to the, go over I it. got so weird. I'm like, I can I can probably live here. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's pretty funny cool. Story. There's cool areas. Yeah. You know? Wait, I'm not, and then I won't. I'll try not to interrupt this podcast anymore. Funny I know, story though. So, we just go off on tangents. I know. So we were going. What is that place called? The Wharf. Yeah, Fisherman's Wharf. Okay. Fisherman's Wharf. Oh, yeah, 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 Her yeah, and I dope. are walking I back. So we're just like, fuck it. We're gonna walk back to our hotel, and it was far, and it's all hills. Yeah. Are you tripping? We're walking back up the hill, and there's this fucking two yuppies and a chick talking, <laughs> and oh, they're like, so funny. They're like. Yeah, well, have you ever heard of, have you ever been to East County? And they're like, no, I don't know. Well, there's a city called El Cajon, and it is so white trash. <laughs> yeah, and, and we like, overheard them. It was the wildest thing ever. I was yeah. like, and I was like, fucking, but I was telling her, like, man, I swear, I'm like, I've fucking grown because I used, that used to trigger me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if somebody would have said, like, fuck your town or something or fuck Ramona or fuck San Diego, I'd have been like, oh, yeah, what's up, motherfucker? You know yeah, what I mean, like banging on these motherfuckers, but I was just like, ah, <laughs> yeah. whatever. It, it is. was so funny. I mean, they straight said East County. Yeah, yeah. White but trash. I was like, he was talking about you know trailer parks and all this shit. But I was like, God, dude, these fucking yuppies. You know, what they I mean? don't like, know. Fuck they you. don't know. Well, it's like us saying really San Francisco's nice. a shithole. Yeah, like, yeah. there's nice parts yeah. of San Francisco, yeah. but my friends, they like, also don't have many our, stores there. Anymore. Our friends, so, like, hey, yes. didn't you fuck? Did you fuck them up? Start banging on them. Yeah, I know. East County, fool. All right, uh, back to Don. UEC. Okay. <laughs> United East County. Oh, God. I'm muting Elise. So go ahead. Oh, God. Um, Love it. Let's see, where else? So, I don't know. We, we, where were we at? We have, way too, we have way too much shit going on. Okay. I don't want to hear about Walnut so, Creek anymore. I, why? Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> not very fond of memories there. But um, so, I don't know. When I was about 20, let's see. 20 between the ages of like 24 and 28 i had this crazy boyfriend who um who i was so addicted to and uh so my family after they you know everyone was like growing up and becoming their own adults and i'm still i'm still using and my mom my sister decides to move to orange county back to orange like to orange county and then my other sister was kicking heroin. And so she needed to do a geographic. So she moved to Orange County with that sister. And then a year later, my mom moved to Encinitas. And that's how I ended up here. 
Mm. And uh, when I was like 30. Okay. And then when I was 32, I went a long period of time without getting arrested. So like I had a DUI and when I was a DUI when I was 21 and I didn't get arrested for like 10 years. But around this time you were just using, using. and amazing. using. Yeah. So I thought my life was pretty good. Like I was pretty normal. Like I wasn't getting into trouble, but I had this boyfriend who was a thief and he, uh, so everyone's, everyone's moving, like getting ready to move, moving. And I'm, Staying with my mom and uh, until, I don't know, I'm staying with my mom. My, my, my timeline's a little fucked up. But uh, so I have this boyfriend who's doing a lot of stealing and we're getting raided and I'm getting arrested. And I start getting like the snowball starts happening. Um, he's stealing <laughs> um, nitrogen, nitri- nitrous oxide, nitrous tanks from dentist offices. Beautiful. Oh, God. Yeah, so they keep their nitrous oxide, not nitrous oxide, nitrous outside in a box, in a wooden box. So oh, he wow. and I, he and I would creep out in the middle of the night with big old tools. I, had, I remember carrying tools like three feet long, like those cutters. Yeah, and like we would sneak Fault in cutters. Yeah, yeah, sneak and get um and get the tanks, and then I would stand with the tank, and then he would drive up, and we throw the tank in the car, and. I don't know. This went on for years. We so were you doing said this. he's a thief, though. Was he a tweaker, too? He was a tweaker, yeah. Got he was a total tweaker. He got died. Mm. He died recently. Oh, my God. Never got clean. Aww. From he, he died from in his addiction? Yeah, he just died in his sleep. Mm. Wow. Yeah, he just died in his sleep. Anyways, yeah. he, um, he and I started stealing from nurseries. We would get up in the middle of the night. Not get up. <laughs> Get up! Who gets up? You're already, you're already I'm already up. up. Yeah. Uh, now we're stealing. We're stealing. So we're stealing nitrous tanks. We're. Uh, he's breaking into cement masonries. He's. We're breaking into. Um, what would uh, you get? Nurseries, from the saws, and blades. Mm. We would go to the swap meet, and sell our shit. Oh, uh, that's smart. I'm telling you, when we pulled up with the we, <laughs> we had a 50, we had a '65 Chevy Stepside bubblegum blue. And in the back of this bubblegum blue Chevy Stepside, there would be like maple trees in a pot, you know, blowing in the wind, trying to flee the scene. Yeah. Fleeing the scene, you know, getting and then just barely making it by like 6 a.m. to the flea market here in Santee or wherever we were. We did it in Northern California and then we moved here and we did it here. So you met this guy in in Northern California California, and then he came, he transplanted with you. Yes. Got it. We, yeah. So what kind of, I love you girl. Before we come back into it, and I know that we've been all over the place, but Mm -hmm. from, so 18, you went to the sober, sober uh, high school, school, so you got kicked out. What did you get kicked out for? Smoking weed. Okay. So you already getting loaded. Your family was still in that area. My family was still in the Bay area. Got it. Mm -hmm. So when you got out of that sober school, Mm -hmm. did you just go right back to using? I went back to using and just. I was hanging out with like hookers and pimps and seedy hotel rooms and um yeah I was just I was just wow. doing the most wow. doing the most I didn't start picking I didn't start using the needle though till I was in my 20s Okay but that was still in in northern California in, I can already assume in northern with, California If you're hanging out with pimps and hookers and all yeah. that I can already assume that lifestyle is it fucking was, extremely It was rough. crazy and I remember like I remember the Goldie her name was Goldie and I remember Goldie saying to me saying to me like hey Don when are you going to you know when are we going to put you to work and then this big Larry guy with this this big black guy with 
huge. I mean, for 17 years old, like I, he was huge, you know, yeah. like 20 years old, he was so big. And he would be like, Goldie, don't you ever ask her to do what you do. She ain't doing shit. Really? Oh, and I'm like, fuck. okay, I guess I'm not doing that. <laughs> Okay, I'm just gonna get high for free then, because <laughs> I don't have to do shit. Yeah, yeah. Nobody abused me in that. Nobody abused me. Nobody made me do anything. I just got high. They just let me hang out. Really? Yeah, that's so. Uh, they that's, just let me hang. What was out. the end game there? I mean, seriously, I have no idea. I, okay, so the end game was I was hanging out with this other guy who mm -hmm. was really good friends and probably the supplier of the drugs. Got mm -hmm. it. I don't know. I you know I'm 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 a Marin County kid. Yeah. I mean, Super naive. I am a Marin County kid. I'm get, I'm gaining my street smarts, but at that time, you know, I'm a Marin County kid. I'm like a kid that's still, you know, dyeing their hair blue, wearing holy pants. You know, I'm just yeah, just you're, a, trying you're to really be lucky though. Trying, yeah, because trying to find of, myself. Yeah, a lot of bad things could have happened. Yeah. So by the time I got to uh, San Diego, I was a mess. Right. I was a mess, and I was trying to get clean and. And uh, with this guy, and he got arrested eventually from here. You know, he did crime here, and he got arrested, and then I was out. By and, yourself. Mm -hmm. But right. with my mom, but my mom was like, you, you know, you got to change. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't. I don't want to. I never wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, the I mean, so, but what was your drug of choice? I did... I mean, obviously everything. Yeah. We already heard that. I, but. Yeah, but at the end, in the end, it was meth. Meth. Meth and tequila, probably. So you never got into heroin? I did heroin a couple times, and I just couldn't see why anybody would want a projectile throw up. Right. I would throw up every time. You know? Right, right. You just, you like being up and getting, getting I, going. I had a hustle. Right. And my hustle needed me to be alert and awake. Right. And. What was your hustle? Easy-minded, like level-headed, as much as I thought. Um, my, my hustle was, well, I sold drugs mm -hmm. and, uh, and then I, it's not like you were scamming. You were like scamming. No, right? my hustle was in the beginning. So, okay. Let me back up to my, where my hustle started. Okay. I had a stomach surgery and, uh, I had a stomach surgery and I heard from a friend that I wasn't working. I was out of work and I was like, my friend's like, yeah, you could clean houses naked. And you can make money. And I said, well, I could do that. I could totally do that. Oh, you know? Good. So I, I, so my first hustle was um, lingerie cleaning with, you know, that's what I did. Right. That was like, that's what I did first. And then. Um, I mean, I've heard that before. Yeah, that's what I did first. And then I didn't do anything yeah. weird or sexual or anything. And then, um, and then that progressed. God it damn, just though. progressed. Like I know that there's you know? probably so much more to this, but it's like you're saying all of these things where so many fucking things bad could have happened to you. I know I like, have a huge god. Seriously, that's what I was just mm -hmm. gonna say. It's like your uh, our mm -hmm. higher powers. Every time, I mean, mm -hmm. every time that we should have been dead or something fucked up happens, like there is a block. There is a stop. You know what I mean? But you're putting so yourself many in interventions. all of these situations where it's like. We know, unfortunately, some women weren't so lucky, mm -hmm. you know yeah. what I mean? And they were raped, stomped, mm -hmm. beat up, tricked out, like all of these fucked off things, you know? Yeah, I had um, I had a really good hustle for a really long time. I um, joined a, a couple different websites where 
where you would be invited to the parties in Los Angeles, meet and greets, and you would find clientele. And um, before I started using the needle, my hustle was very good. I, um, I would go to these meet and greets. So I had like normal, regular people. So I wasn't out there like walking the streets or, or doing... Um, are you like an escort type shit? Yeah, I wasn't yeah. doing all that. I would actually say, hey, I'm going to be in your city. Do you want to set something up? Sure. To regular clients. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I had a, a nice little gig yeah, for, for a sure. long time. Right. So, I mean, there's a, I mean, obviously, so you're an escort, but mm-hmm. it was like a high-end one, right? I mean, I wasn't like high end. I wasn't making thousands well, of dollars. Put it this way. But I, if you're not walking the streets, it's high. But I, but I Let's was, be honest. But I, but I was, I was able to stay yeah. for weeks at a time at the Hyatt where we have our conventions. I was, able, wow. I would stay at hotels where I could have my little dog, or sneak my little dog in. Right. So okay. I, I, you know, once in a while my hustle was low and I wasn't try very hard. But it, when I was trying, I, I did pretty good right. for myself. Damn. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So we're thirty. You so we're thirty. We're hustling, and the boyfriend Turning goes to. Tricks. Well, okay. So the so, what happened after I, what happened after I, did the house cleaning stuff? I stopped doing that because I went back to regular trying to do regular work. Sure. I didn't start doing other hustling until after I came back, from Mexico, because oh, when shit. I moved, because when the boyfriend got arrested, I went, I was smoking a cigarette. Another god shot, by the way, like mm-hmm. people, like an Eskimo person. I was smoking a cigarette outside of the um, outside of the Dairy Queen, and this guy rolls up in a scout, like an international scout, which is one of those trucks, looks like a, a blazer. And uh, he just stopped and talked to me and asked me for a cigarette. He's an older dude, and he um, he started talking to me about sailboats, like sailing. And I w- we had the same car at that time. I was driving a, like a nineteen. 19- 46 international truck mm. it was like three on the floor no it was three three on three the floor the no it was three on the floor okay it was like driving a refrigerator yeah yeah and uh so we were like talking about the international trucks anyways he's like telling me i don't know i end up going to mexico with him one day older dude 55 year old dude <laughs> i end up going to mexico with him one day to ensenada to see his boat and uh you know take some stuff down there one weekend and i told him i said i don't know when i'm gonna live here i don't know where i'm gonna live but i want to live here like this is yeah. where i, I need to not be. as beautiful huh? it was so great yeah. there's a restaurant called la fonda it's not as nice as it was back then but uh la fonda and you could oversees the ocean there's like chickens running around it's right. like so nice and i don't know i broke up with this boyfriend and i said jerry can i live on the boat do you have any work for me and he let me work on the boat no sex, no n- nothing weird. He Whoa. was just like he was in AA. Oh what? Really? He was in AA. Yeah, he got a sober living. And after we started getting to know each other and like hanging out, like right. he, I was part of his family, even though I was using drugs and drinking. Really? But when wow. I moved, when I moved down to Ensenada, I really tried to stop using meth. I was really doing my best to not do the meth. And then I met another him. What you mean? Wow. I met a him. You know, another you, another, another oh, okay. dude. Okay. I met another him who, uh, you know, strip clubs and cocaine. Oh, okay. And then you know, I lived there for two and a half years, and I had to get the heck out of there. Mm. It was I was doing scary shit. And where board. was that? That was in, in Sonata. So I lived at the marina on the boat, 
but because I couldn't disrespect Jerry and have this guy on the boat, I um, J- uh, Jorge wanted me to get my own place. So he bought me an apartment uh, down in the city mm. in Ensenada. What happened to Jerry? Jerry died. Down uh, in Ensenada? No, he died from cancer. No, I know, but what happened to him during this time? Oh, he was just, he would come down on the weekends, pay me for the work that I did on the boat, like varnishing and Even cleaning. When, and, and he was okay with a new, I mean, he never. Okay, so he had a, he had another addiction, which was the strippers. So I was already known at the stripper, at the strip club as Jerry's friend. Okay, oh. so Jerry was in AA, but he went to the, the strip, strip club. club. Yeah. Got yeah. It. Jerry okay. had a fun life, okay? Right. Jerry was out there trying Jerry to eat all that. Jerry had a fun that, life. You know, Chinese yeah. food. You see, but it's Mexico. Yeah. You know I mean, Jerry, Jerry could be, you know. Jerry could do whatever he wants. Mexico, yeah. but when he comes back, Jerry's a business AA. guy. Yeah, business, AA, owns a business, right. sober living, all like, the things. I don't, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't swing that way. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go down to Mexico and get my rocks off. But I wanted I wanted to make, and I wanted to make sure, and I wanted to make sure, too, that, um, that I wasn't associated with that Jerry. You know, so when I would go to the strip clubs with Jerry, it was like I would sit at the bar and shoot shit with the bartenders and then hang out with the girls in the back. Okay. Because I had shoe glue. What's There's that? a lot of broken shoes in, that happens in Mexico because of the streets. Okay. And so I always carried shoe glue. Oh. And one day the stripper broke her shoes and I was like, I have shoe glue. Right. And I was, and then I was in, I was like, I was in with the strippers. Really? Yeah. And they just love you. They just loved me. Oh yeah. They loved me. (laughs) Oh yeah. I brought, they thought I brought Jerry with the money. Oh really? Yeah. Like it was, it was like that. One time I took my, took my friend down to Mexico and, and the, uh, the, uh, the DJ was like, Hola, Wendy. And my friend's like, what? They know your fucking name? I'm like, yeah. Well, I was Wendy there. I was about to say, who the fuck is Wendy? I was Wendy Wendy in Mexico, because in in Spanish, they would say down. Oh, like Uh, a soap. Down, yeah. Down. (laughs) Down. Down. So So you said Wendy, Wendy, but how do they say Wendy? Because Wendy's my first name. Okay, so, but, okay, but how would they say Wendy in Spanish? Hola, Wendy. Hola, Wendy. Hola, Wendy. Okay, so it's better than Don. Yeah, Don. Down. Down. In Sonata. I've never been there. Oh, it's so fun. Ensenada's dope. It's fun. Yeah. I've actually been in Ensenada a lot. It's, I used it's to a go lot of camping fun. out there and all sorts of shit. Yeah. Like my my uh It's not that far, correct? No, no, here? no, okay. no. My no. uncle my uncle used to go camping out there all the time. We used to go like uh when I was like really young. Mm-hmm. When we used to travel, we used to come out here when I was like 13, 14, and like go down to Ensenada, go camping. And then like uh around the what is it, the summertime, they have like the hammerheads. You ever seen that? When no. they pass through? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I was very busy. Yeah, she was, very I was very busy learning she how I could manipulate men for the... money. Yeah. <laughs> like, I met this guy at a bar, and he's and I went out to dinner with him, and he just yeah. asked me after dinner, he's like, so do you need any money? And I'm like, yeah, of course I do. How old were you at this time? Trente dos. Wow. Damn. 32. I, was, I remember I'm saying trente dos. <laughs> yeah. I remember saying trente dos. Really? I was really proud of being 32 and looking 25. Right. Yeah. At that time, you do look young. Oh, thank you. You really do. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fucking wild. So, you're li- were you ever scared living down there? So here's the thing: when you start using drugs in Mexico and going to the booby bars, you will get yourself into trouble. Mm-hmm. It is inevitable. And I was right. alone, so I was alone. You know, I would go to. I started going to strip clubs alone because I could get drugs there. And so I met. Oh. Uh, I met a drug dealer who lived next door to the to the strip club. What yeah. year? What year was this exactly out uh, there? Well, I'm 48, and 
it's 2004 and five. So it doesn't even. Oh, but you think about it, 32 that's, years old, blonde, young girl. Oh, I had brown hair, but yeah. Well, that's but, also, yeah. that's like, also around the time that all that cartel shit started happening out there. I mean, 2005, I, 2006. I don't think that's. I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm I'm telling you that I've always had an angel. Like that's, my spirit guide is like. That's when they started I mean, really doing so, the kidnappings. So Jerry, because Jerry, Jerry got in trouble at the marina and um, because he his boat hit the bottom of the marina and of the floor. His his boat hit the bottom of the floor, and so he was suing the marina. So the police were always out there giving me a hard time, and so I met a guy, and I was I got caught up skinny dipping at the at the beach, and the police took me to jail, tried to tried to take me to jail, and then and then told all the other police that I was um, a hooker, but I I wasn't doing that, you know. But they thought that I was a hooker, and so they were trying to bust me. It was really, it got really, really scary. And I told Jorge, the guy that I was, the guy I was manipulating or dating or whatever, that I needed to get the heck out because I'm being followed. Like I was being followed. It was, it got really, really scary. Do you think you really were? Or was that just like I'm, the I was being, psychosis? I was being followed, yeah. No, I, something yeah. was going on. Right. Something was going on and I could feel it that right. something was going to happen to me. Right. You yeah, know, and something. I, I mean, I was buying drugs from strangers. I was, you know meeting people and then police were showing up it was just it was so weird i just maybe they weren't following me but i was doing the wrong thing and i was getting myself into I think trouble i think our intuition is always right yeah i was getting myself into a lot of trouble so i um told jorge like hey i need to after you know a couple years two and a half years there i was like i need to go back to california like right. this is I, i've had enough you did know, you need, leave right away? I didn't. I, I didn't leave. It was hard for me to leave because I had built a life there, what I, what I thought I built a life. And, um, you know, I would go back on the weekends. I didn't have a home in San Diego. Like, I didn't feel like I had a home here. So I don't know. It was just weird. Just strange. And so I ended right. up coming. He ended up getting me an apartment and a, and a, and a car when I came back. Mm. Who did? The Jorge. Jorge. I said, I'll move back, you know, but I need to, you need to buy me a car. <laughs> what a nice guy. You need to buy me a car and right. a place to live. Right, right. And he did that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Swell guy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Really? Shout out Jorge. For two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, you're just hanging out strip I mean, I was, yeah, and I was, well, I, well I, we, we would sail too. Like, we would take the boat to Cabo, La Paz. I mean, I was doing things. Sail story in Mexico. Well, that's the time. Oh, that was. This is the story. Okay. That I lived in Mexico and I was sailing and you know trying to be this normal person, but getting in a lot of trouble, like hanging out at. Oh shit. Seedy, very seedy, seedy places. I was in a raid one time. You know, just a lot of things. A lot. lot, I was in a raid. They have like a five, ten dollar motel, no windows, little door. Right. Yeah. Right. Not good. Not good. No, it's not. not. Good. It's not no. fucking fun. Fuck this shit. No. I'm out. Yeah. No. And then you know you get back to San Diego and there's the then I'm in the whirlwind of treatment and jail. Treatment and jail. Treatment and jail. So you moved back at 32 or three. I was probably 35 at the time. 34. Okay. 34. Because then I'm. 34. Yeah. 34. I must have been 30. I must have been 31 because I I remember meeting my next boyfriend at 30. 34 probably because I didn't get clean until I was 36. Right. Oh shit! So we were two years together, about yeah. Yeah. Damn. So you were in and out of jail, in and out of jail. You mm-hmm. finally got your high school diploma in Los Cochinas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, penis penis. no penis, Colinas. No penis, Colinas. No Cochinas. You can make. Stuff. You can make a penis though. Collage. Oh yeah, no. 
And then, uh, yeah. How, I hold mean, on. Let's stop. Had people on the stop. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Okay. How the fuck would you know that? The heads. What? Do you remember that show? Huh? The heads. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Layla fucking was. That's how. That was her fucking. <laughs> that was her hustle. All yeah, right. Her hustle cool. was making cock. <laughs> Woo! I was like. What? I mean, yeah, collage, collage, cock. Yeah, well, you have to do what you have to do. Damn it. Yeah. Did you have a hustle when you were in there? I, I wrote smut. Okay, hold on. What did we smut. get locked up for that we're going to Los Cleanest to where it's going to give you your So me and this control. other boyfriend of mine get arrested. I get arrested with a, um, a pound of methamphetamine, some sawed-off shotgun weapons, and a whole, sh- sh- I mean, just a bag full of sex gross toys it was, uh, it was crazy she Love found it. stefan shit yeah i mean <laughs> yeah. i mean it was just crazy i mean damn come on I, I i don't know what we were doing but we got arrested i got told we got told on and of course everyone gets told on we yes. got told on and um i end up doing like i don't know 11 months nine months in jail mm-hmm. you know i end up uh and they give me like all these chances, like get clean or go to prison, get clean or go to prison. And I'm getting arrested all over, all over Southern California. I'm getting arrested in Orange County. I'm getting Prop 36 there. I'm getting Prop 36 in San Diego. All the courts aren't communicating with each other. So now they're all pissed that I'm getting Prop 36 everywhere. Right, right, right. You're only supposed to get Prop 36 once. once. Yeah, and, I was about to say. Yeah, only, that's all one time shot. Get, everyone's getting mad, you know, like <laughs> what is, what the heck? You're out on bail and you're now you're getting Prop 36 again. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be in prison. Damn. And I had another, yeah. And I had another, mm-hmm. I had another um, angel in my life uh, that I met at a motel, and he and I became friends. He was in NA, eighteen years clean, and when I needed help, he was there. Nice. Oh, and, shit. and I ended up in uh, Desert Hot Springs. Oh shit! I ended up in Desert Hot Springs, finally in treatment, the uh, last treatment center. The last treatment. Center. The last treatment. So that's what I've heard. So me having no idea really about your story, I always heard that you're, you're from the valley. Yeah. You're from the desert. I know. So I'm not. Yeah, you're, well, yeah <laughs> you're not. But that's what, some, uh, yeah, that's what yeah. somebody told me. They're like, no, no, Don's. And I th- it might have been even fucking Graf. Even, I don't know. We were here with Jason, yeah. right? And, uh, and then we were talking about you a little bit and. Oh, I heard. I think he <laughs> might have even said, though, too. Jason's like, no, she came from there. Yeah. Or maybe it was North County, right, too. I, yeah, because my, my mom moved to Encinitas. Encinitas. So okay, I, so that I, makes I, sense. I was then. grounded kind of there first. Right, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But I always heard that that's where you were, like, that's where you were born and raised was the desert. Mm-mm. So you just went to treatment there. I was only there for, I was there for five years. Oh, shit. Yeah. Five years? I was there for five years. You know, the desert, the lower desert area is, they have a really good recovery. Like yeah. really good recovery. Oh no! I well, I, I go to the convention. Yeah, I mean they. I mean, those are great. Are... I was on that convention committee for three years. It's the best, com- uh, best recovery. So lower desert area. You're about to that's... say the best convention. You had yeah. to watch. It is the best convention. <laughs> you had to watch what you're yeah. saying. Are you part of this convention committee? No. Here? Oh, okay. Gosh, no. Oh my gosh, no. Uh, the lower uh, desert area. That's Palm Springs. Palm, Palm Springs. Springs. Yeah. It's the Coachella Valley. Coachella. Yeah. Coachella. Valley. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, listen, that convention is fucking awesome. It's amazing. It's, yeah, we went there last year for the first I time. I mean, to be a newcomer and to be there, you're like, oh, my God, this is like my people. Like, these are my people. Like, this is amazing. Right. You know, tits and tats is what they say. Tits right. and tats. Tits and tats. It makes sense. <laughs> tits and tats. Yeah. Staying at a nice hotel. Yeah. Living. I mean, I don't know. I, I, uh, I'm i sure there's a lot of fucking drugs in the valley, too. Or not the yeah. valley. It's not the valley, right? 
It's the it's desert. The, it's the lower, yeah, it's the valley. It's the okay. Coachella Valley, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know, wow. I know, like the you know part of the valley on the other side of like Riverside is <laughs> fucking really bad. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Lancaster and all that shit down there, but the high desert. Okay, yeah, high mm-hmm. desert. You're right. Well, see, I don't know my. Yeah, deserts. well, my drug dealer was when I w- moved to the desert. I obviously didn't stay clean, get clean immediately, but I, yeah, my dealer was right around the corner from my treatment center. Okay. Oh shit. Yeah. Like literally, I could see his front door. Wow. I'm Damn. like walking over there, like, hey, right. I'm clean now, and he and everyone's like, he got arrested. Yeah. <laughs> he got raided, and he's gone. I'm like, oh, is my computer still here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm gonna need that. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna need, need that. that. Yeah, yeah I'm that. thinking I'm gonna need my computer, but it turns right, out right. I'm not gonna need it. Yeah. So after all of the years of fucking basically running, and you know, gunning that the mm-hmm. way you were doing it. You, it, you went to the desert to get clean. I had to do something because I I couldn't... I tried so many times to be clean here. Yeah. And uh, I just could not do it. If I didn't end up in jail, I was going to end up going to prison. Right. You know? I. They gave me, like, one chance. One chance. Right. I was facing five years in prison, you know? The boyfriend I had uh, did... I think he got sentenced like 11 years, but he did like eight. And that's know? the one that died what? in his addiction, No, right? that's, no, that's enough. This is a different boyfriend. This is a different boyfriend, yeah. And we should have, I, I'm normally really good at this, but I forgot. Normally when we say boyfriend or girlfriends, would be like Bob one, Billy two. Oh, yeah. I fucked up. Why yeah. did, yeah. There's well, this, well, there's been not a lot, but now it's The like dead boyfriend. The dead and boyfriend. The, we're not talking, this is a new boyfriend. The boyfriend that we were together the, my, the last boyfriend i had before i got clean the guy got that it. was in recovery or something like that and then he, he was in recovery he was in recovery for many years and then he relapsed and then i met him after he relapsed though oh okay okay but he's clean today just got married last year so he's doing good nice yeah so you still mm-hmm. keep like uh, what facebook or something Somebody's yeah i mean there. we're facebook friends yeah right. yeah oh. yeah damn right. i know well, the fucking goddamn desert I know. Ball play. But I mean, I guess I can see it. Like I said, I mean, there is a strong recovery. There is. Well, the dr- when the, where the drugs are good, the recovery is good. Look at East County. Yeah, at the convention true. this year, East County was like the loudest it's ever been because more people are getting clean out here. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a fact. You know, when they yell out the areas? Yes. East County brought it. I mean, East County's always so They've proud, always been though. really loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a, yeah. They're just a proud. Mm-hmm. East County people are just proud. Yeah. They're just fucking proud people. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, that's what I was saying. It goes back to like old, old days, you know what I mean? Where you would like somebody would talk shit about your city and it would just be a fist fight. Yeah. I didn't have that problem because I didn't really have a place where I belonged. Right. I didn't really have a city. (laughs) It sounds like you do now. Yeah, I do. No, I I do now. Definitely uh, do now. I'm grounded and and uh, my feet are planted. What was your first year of recovery? My first year of recovery was amazing. I uh, got the pink cloud. I had um, commitments. I had Mm -hmm. um, a job at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. I remember getting my first paycheck and and it was a two hundred and seventy nine dollars. And I'm like, I started crying. Right. Like, oh, my God, I had I made, you know, that in 30 minutes. Like, what the heck? I can't live on that. Right. You know, you can't live on two hundred and seventy nine dollars for two weeks of work. And my friend that I lived with, you know, he was like, "Don't worry," he was in recovery. Don't yeah. worry, we're gonna, you're you're gonna be okay. You right. just keep going to work. You just keep doing. You just keep going to work. Right. You know. And then I got my first job in treatment. I had like a year and three months clean, 
and, uh, you know, finishing up a round of steps, uh, I don't know, being of service at the area. I guess my life looked attractive and someone's like, Hey, do you want to work in treatment? And I'm like, no, no, I don't. I'm mm. trying to stay clean still. Right, <laughs> I'm right. still having fun. Right. I don't think I want a serious job yet. I'm loving Starbucks, you know? And, uh, he's like, well, if you're ready, let me know. Cause we got a job for you. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And then a month later I, I told him, I think I was finishing my steps and I said, let me finish my steps and, yeah. and ask me in a couple months, you know, yeah. if the job was still available and the job was still available and I took it. And so I l worked there for my, like the first six months and then school started, um, where I could go to school like that one Saturday a month. And I went to school and, you know, got certified as a counselor and, um, Yeah. And that's what is that the same license that you have or is it a different one? I don't know what uh, the what they're, the they're all the same really. I what license sure do you have? I don't have a license. I thought you had one. I went to school for every Saturday for a year. And what was that called? CCAP. When I went to school, when I went to school, it was called the CAR program, and the CAR merged with CADAC, and it became CCAP. So got yeah. it. Yeah, it's probably the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, every Saturday for the month for the year, yeah. and then. Um, you know, this was like 10 years ago, 11 years ago. So then you get like sub sub counselor one mm -hmm. or something like that. Right? Yeah. But like you could get your uh, you get your art at like right away. So yeah. right now, um, right now I'm working on a bachelor's in psychology. Oh, wow. And then um, and then in about six months, I'm going to start the application process to apply at USD. Whoa. From, I know. Right. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. for your I master's. Mm -hmm. See, yeah. that's that's the gifts. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, we th this is, th I mean, this is what we're about to bring home right now. You know what I mean? There's a lot of a mess, but you have so much recovery. Mm -hmm. So it's like anybody can live. Doesn't matter if you're living under a bridge or you're an escort or you're just a fucking dope fiend thief. Yeah, whatever it is, people that want to do better and want to be in recovery can literally do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And like you're proof of mm -hmm. that. Elisa's proof of that. Like I know I am too. Like. To be a fucking manager in a top 10 company, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that fucking blows my mind. You know, Rafa, to start fucking about 10,000 businesses, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I've heard. I mean, yeah. seriously, like, he, his last yeah. business was so, I mean, it was really successful. You know, yeah. I mean, it still is successful. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just had to, like, no, cut that shit there's down. No, that shit was there's too much. Yeah. there's anything that yeah. you can do. So, I mean... Now yeah. you're, you're going for your master's yeah. and, you're, and you're working with people in awesome. recovery. I'm the pro. I'm you know I'm the program manager. Right. You know I've always. Holy I, shit. I, right. I, I you know I I would say like I've put in my dues. You know like I've been working on the front lines and I've been, uh, you know I've done the shitty shifts. You know I've done the I've done the grunt work and it's not grunt work. It's actually very rewarding work. Um, but I see myself so much bigger. I saw myself so much bigger than just a counselor. Yeah. You know, like I have so much to give. I have no children. I have all this, I have all this stuff to give. And I think a lot of that comes out in the service that I do in Narcotics Anonymous. Oh, should I say that? Well, whatever. Anyway, who cares? Um, it's from all the service that I do in recovery and what I put into my job and my career, like, I mean, there's just so much more. Right. Yeah. There's so much more. And, you know, to circle back to like growing up with like fellowship and foundation and that, like, uh, it just always comes back, you know, like, mm -hmm. like that's what we should be doing is being helping each other. No, that's what we should always be doing. Right. For sure. I mean, that's, that's this whole get down. Yeah. yeah. 
Totally. What would you say to, or what do you say to newcomers that just keep relapsing? Well, here's the thing. If, this is what I told someone the other day. I said, they said to me, I've been to four treatment centers. I already know everything. Um, I don't, uh, I don't, um, you know, I just, you know, I just need to do this or I just need to do that or, you know, uh, if you can, if you, it's, it's, that's tough for people who don't want to stop using because I don't want, don't stop using then. Right. Don't stop. Yeah. Are you in, when are you going to be in enough pain? Right. And if you're new and you're just getting clean, I would say dummy up, dumb down, dumb yourself down because Mm. All the knowledge that you have from previous treatment centers or from previous sponsors or from previous recovery attempts, all that stuff does not matter anymore. Right. You have to start over. You have to start fresh. We have to start with a new brain. Our, our literature talks about, you know, if, if you relapse and if you survive it, that's an opportunity to build a stronger program, to do something different. You can't graft new ideas on old ways of thinking. Yeah. Okay. You know, mm. you just can't. It doesn't work. Yeah, love that. It's so true. Yeah, it doesn't work. I mean, it's hard now. I mean, now with fentanyl, it's like very hard to like. I'm still the same way, Don. Like, if you're not done using, by all means, just don't die. But unfortunately, I mean, that's just what happens. I mean, fentanyl is like, I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, besides the fact that it's everywhere, and Mm -hmm. we talk about it all the time on the show. But it's like they mix it. They fucking. I mean, pretty soon it's gonna be fucking fentanyl and fucking you know beer. You know, fucking who in knows? The you weed. know what I mean? Or Dispensaries whatever. I mean, are going to start buying. They they're going to start. Yeah, they're going to start probably. They do. You know, you know, counting their pennies and not wanting to buy from reputable places, and they're going to buy from the street, and it's just going to be a vicious. It's, just, it's an epidemic. I mean, it's so fucked up though because it's everywhere. I mean, besides, like, I heard this thing where, um, like, pharmaceutical companies are not allowed to uh, play on any sort of media, and that's in the UK. Like, they don't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, TV commercials with pharmaceutical stuff like I mean not saying I mean most of the pharmaceutical stuff that we see or whatever but I do remember being a kid and watching fucking um, like Oxycontin on mm-hmm. TV you know what I mean and how great this was yeah. and all this shit I mean that I wish that would probably happen again because I think it might stop some of it but I mean you have so many things that are for sale at liquor stores now too it's yeah. like like there's a place right here in our town to where they sell Kratom by the fucking pill and whatever, and it's like right by the front register, you know. And oh my god, they have like a kratom bar now. Bar. Yeah, we yeah. saw it. We yeah. seen it. Well, it's in uh, La Mesa. It. Yeah, and I, I did a probation. I did a training with probation. They came out um, and they showed us packages of um, the CBDs and the kratoms and that spice. That spice. It's all marketed to kids. It mm-hmm. is. I mean, it's it's like you know. I don't know. You know, there's not there's not going to be a golden answer. The pharmaceutical company, and this is kind of going on a rabbit hole, but the pharmaceutical companies is what runs the country. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, and so and 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 staying sick. Yep. And keeping us 100%. down. One hundred percent. And so you know. And the politicians make billions. Yeah. And and senator everybody, they so, make billions of dollars. And like the moment that somebody has a voice or a, a solution, yeah, they will fucking. <laughs> murder mm-hmm. them or they'll just shut yeah. them up somehow mm-hmm. well that's why they took it's fucking sick you know and that's why uh, you know and that's why they took a lot of the 12-step stuff out of treatment and didn't make it a requirement you that's know that's crazy because, because medical says that um that uh 
12 step recovery isn't evidence based. Oh my God, Medi-Cal can literally yeah. suck. But my- this is th- check this out. If you look at it from this perspective, what does what does the twelve step anonymous programs do? They don't take money from outside entities mm. because if they do, then that outside entity controls controls them. Yeah, the decisions and what happens in the program. Mm-hmm. Well, treatment centers used to get funded by the county. Now Medi-Cal funds that. Mm-hmm. And now Medi-Cal gets to tell. So we're taking money from Medi-Cal and they get to tell us how to run our programs now. Yeah, crash is not the same. No, no, it's not. So sad. It's, it is sad. It is sad. But really however, sad. if you get good staff that work programs of recovery, weave in 12-step recovery. They weave it in to right. the curriculum and we make it work. I see. I, I That's good. I can believe that here in probably like big cities and probably not even big cities in the United States, but I guarantee you, like places, and just let me say Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that they don't have great recovery because I'm sure that they do. However, I bet that whole having a good counselor, and I I bet it's skewed because I guarantee you the success success rate everywhere is not nearly as high as it once was, especially after Mm Medi-Cal. Yes. I would love to see. Actually, you know what? Let's put the fuck. You know what, Don? You started this. Let's put the fucking tinfoil hat on because okay. I don't oh, think shit. for a second. Let's put talk, it on. We're not going to talk about aliens, even though they're fucking. Real. I watch ancient aliens real. all the time, and I could probably. Oh, I could probably say. Really? I could fucking, probably say Jesus it. is an alien. I honestly, it's just it's yeah. interesting, it's just but kidding. it's fucking boring to me. I'm like, yeah, aliens exist. We fucking know this. Okay, so <laughs> fucking cod. Yeah, Give me something so else. Give me something. It is. I it's so fast. I mean, a lot of it too. And it's like, well, are the aliens real? Because now the government says that they are. Well, you know what I mean? Alien. And like they're, they're they're not fucking, the only ones. they lie like a motherfucker like, about everything. We could be aliens. We don't even know. It. Right. We are I'm aliens. Done. <laughs> okay. We are aliens. <laughs> okay. What Listen, were you going to say is, about the rabbit hole? Well, hold on, real quick. Not the alien uh, one. We're here I'm now. Tell you right <laughs> now. Baby in my belly. That, move around. Look don't it. fucking believe right. it. Right. First of all, yeah, exactly. Exhibit A. No. When Wyatt was born and he was shitting out black tar ooze i'm like this is fucking alien that's no. ain't human well it is foreign right i mean it's so unidentified dumb. this is my, my thing i think that the aliens are in the fu- in space and we are <laughs> we are the fucking ant farms <laughs> this know. is what they created i mean that's really literally what the ancient alien show says right. because there's so many of those different cultures i mean every and everyone i don't know let's just go crazy let's go so go for it. it go for I it just, i love it I, <laughs> I go down a different tinfoil hat what's uh, that you know? what smoking meth yeah no we know <laughs> i remember that okay well hold on what are you talking about oh hat? i just go down like you know the the um the political Oh yeah, tinfoil hat. That's the that's the one I go down. I don't have enough information. I mean, I have my own opinions and like beliefs, but I don't. Ha- I right. can never have a good argument because I don't know enough. Yeah. I don't care right. enough. I know enough of this. They're they're trying to make pregnant women take the RSV vaccine that just came out in September. How about you go fuck all the way off? Yeah, that's, don't even that's fucking all crazy. don't even fucking ask me. And if you do ask me, I'm gonna look you sideways as yeah, fuck. That's crazy because it just happened to somebody that we know, Aster, mm. and. Uh, they got the doctor got offended that she said no. Right. Well, I mean that just it's goes back to the pharmaceutical. Yeah. Well, so it's, here's the thing. They have to do it. Here's the thing. Um, here's the thing. We're the treatment industry in met in county pro. Okay, let me just break this down real Please. quick. We're here. 
I had tried to get the, for example, I had tried to get the Ozempic shot. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Through my insurance. Okay. Yeah. I'm going, they have to send you to a nutritionist. They got to do all this backstore, backdoor things. Okay. A medical client, they don't even ask a question. They don't even, they don't even give a shit about the health of the person taking the Ozempic shot. They're just, that medical clinic that's funding, funded by Medi-Cal is giving it like candy. Money, 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 money. And that's just, trust me. And that's just, we know, that's just, that's just firsthand experience with all this. It's fucking You think about uh, the Suboxone and the Methadone and the uh, Vivitrol and the Subutex and all this stuff. You know, mm. it's just it, it's a they are controlling the the industry right yeah, now. The complete the, the imagine total being narrative. that money yeah. hungry. Like imagine these people have so much money already, though, that it's like that is their life is just getting more. They're well, addicts no, themselves. It, well, no, well, no, one hundred percent. It's wild. I totally agree with that. I mean, that's why it's like you're an addict is not just a somebody that shoots dope or drinks alcohol. It's such behaviors. All of it. It's yeah. behavior and it's like greed and lust mm-hmm. and fucking what can I get? I mean, people are fucking way the fuck out there. Mm. You know, but here's the thing real quick. Like, you're right. They in here. People have a, a chance. They, they can actually do something different, but they choose not to. Just like when fucking Newsom was in uh, San Francisco and they cleaned the streets up like that. And it was like, if I live there. Right in San Francisco, I would be like, "Fucking, why can't you do this earlier? Why does it have to take whoever the fuck came from China for like the, whoever the, the fuck streets? came from China? Just the world leader, Whatever. you know, I mean, I you know the, the Chinese leader, and COVID. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, guess what? I'm <laughs> you know, sure he fucking uh, brought fentanyl with him too. Prick. She's a but you know what I'm saying so though? Like, but that's, <laughs> they, they have. I feel like the podcast <laughs> listeners like, oh my god, they have they what? Have, they have <laughs> complete control to fix yeah. so many things. If they wanted to stop fucking drugs, they can literally stop them. Well, they let them into the country. Is what happened. One hundred percent. Give me a break. The stuff that's made, and I know that fentanyl is you know a medically thing where you know it's been in the fucking medical field for a long time. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I it's, to, yeah. it's getting flooded over. You can't even find black tar heroin anymore. It's like a mission to find it. And once you do, it's like fucking finding gold. Mm. And I heard it's not even that great either anymore. What's mixed with fentanyl? Weird. Yeah, it's like a weird thing now. It's like somebody that I know that just relapsed, they he got tested, right? It was fucking uh when he got, because he got tested, and he got uh, he got drug tested or whatever. But he said that it was black tar heroin. But he, it was uh, fucking Jesus Christ! My mind just went blank of what drug it was. Basically, mor- morphine. Mm. So they they fucking dyed they cut it. it. They dyed it to yeah. where it looked like black tar. Yeah. But he got. He's like, "Well, I did heroin." He's like, "Well, no, you did morphine." Yeah. Damn. Right. Because that's what it came out yeah. as. That's crazy. Yeah, people are ending that's up wild. in the hospital like overdosing on meth, and they're like, "What happened to me? I was I just smoked meth." Right. Like, yeah. no, yeah, I did some fentanyl. It doesn't oh, matter what color you choose. crazy. That's why I could never go back out because I'd be too scared I would die. Oh, no. You, yeah, you I, I, don't want I, don't, I couldn't. I mean, I could test it, but still, I'd still be scared. I'd still be like, no, nah, there's still fentanyl in here probably. Someone was, just tell, someone was just telling me that they, someone they know did um, a Xanax and it had fentanyl and he yeah, died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. that's awful. Well, you could see that. that they, they've, been, they've been doing that shit yeah, for a long say, time, though. Like, that's, that's that how they first cut. started cutting, like, when I really wanted to stop getting off of pills and shit like that, I 
I started hearing about that shit out there in Mexico. Like they would, they press it with like, so like the pill, whatever it is that you wanted, they would press the pill with ibuprofen and fucking, uh, and fentanyl That's and wild. shit like that. And they just press it like, and it just looks like a Zambar. Right. But like he, they told me in order to find out whether your shit was real, like this is what we had to do is just take the pill and just throw it really hard on the table. And if it just like broke apart and, they were that's like, fentanyl. nah, that's fentanyl. That's crazy. Uh, that's that's wild. crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, I yeah. guess it's it's never going to change. I mean, mm-hmm. fentanyl is definitely here. So that's yeah. why, you know, uh, that's why I'm just grateful that we do a podcast. Because at the end of the day, it's like whoever listens to this, family members, everybody in their fucking family now has some sort of fucking mm-hmm. attitude. This is not yeah. like a, you know, a foreign thing for some people, you know, like even when I was getting clean for the first time, it was still like people were doing drugs, but they weren't doing they weren't shooting dope in their veins. You know what I mean? Like you and I were mm-hmm. like, they were maybe drinking a little too much or they had, you know, a little Timmy had a cocaine problem, but he can probably stop. Well, well but now it's fucking, it's gone mm-hmm. with the wind. You know, there's way too much. The pandemic and is seriously people, huge. People are coming into treatment with higher mental health issues, like really sick, mm-hmm. like really ill. Yeah. Like uh, I heard recently, Crash doesn't take high mental health clients, Mm-mm. and we do. <laughs> do you? We yeah. do. Wow. That's so, crazy. so what do you like? My question is like, so what do you say to somebody that's struggling in their addiction and try to go to a program, and the program's only worried about money, and they have like this addiction, and they end up going in there, and they're like pretty much gifted suboxone or gifted whatever like what do you say to somebody so, like that oh man so my personal opinion about mat treatment is obviously i don't do it because you're just gonna have to stop doing that eventually it's not a forever thing right but we are in a medication era we're in a medication era where if you're not gonna be if if you're not gonna be i wish this is what i wish i wish i wish medical professionals would wait to diagnose someone with a mental health issue at least 30 to 60, maybe even 90 days after stopping using drugs. Mm -hmm. I think that if a person stops using drugs, I think it would be great if treatment centers could be like, this is just your feelings. You're feeling your feelings, but we can't say that anymore. We have, we have to send them to a clinic. Yeah, because are you kidding me? The depression that hits after you quit using meth is so intense. So are you fucking it's serious? It's so bad. The, like the come down from doing ecstasy, that was the first time I ever felt like I wanted to kill myself. Yeah, so I would always so just drink like as soon as I was coming down. You know what I mean? To like mm-hmm. bypass the fucking it's wanting so to bad. kill myself. And mm-hmm. that shit lingers when you've done it for so long. You but know, we're at a medication era where everyone's like, well, just go get evaluated and you'll get your psych meds. It's so sad. You have clients talking about their psych meds to other clients and the client comes in and goes, I've never been on meds before. I don't have any mental health diagnosis, but I think I need to see someone. Mm. And you're like, okay, fuck. Mm. You know, not that I, I love, I think if person, if you need meds, you take meds. Right. Like, I don't think right. that you should not take meds if you are, have an issue. Like you should be evaluated, at least be evaluated. So I always like just go get evaluated. Um, and I always say too, maybe the doctor won't, I'll say it, maybe the doctor won't put them on Suboxone because they've been clean for 30 days. They go to jail. Oh my God, this is the worst. They go to jail. They go to jail and then they come out, they're clean because they've been in jail. And then, you know, five months, six months later, they're having cravings 
and I said that in quotations, sure. cravings. Cravings are something that happens physiologically, like they are, it happens to your body, sweating. It's not because you're thinking about, oh, I think I'm going to, I think I want to get high today. Those aren't cravings, people. Hmm. The cravings happen to your heart, like your heart's pumping, you're like, ugh, like you're obsessing. Having a thought that you want to use drugs is not a craving, and that's what, that's what we're missing. Mm. That's the missing piece. We're, right. The doctors aren't listening. Yeah. I don't think medical professionals are listening. Right. And they're just going to, and they'll just, how, how wild is Here, that? Here, I'm getting, I'm getting money and a lunch every month for this, for this Suboxone pill or this side effect pill or this whatever pill. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be the medical professional that keeps giving that to the client because I'm getting money. The more, the more, the more p- pills I, p- I push, the more money that my clinic gets. And well, the more you know, money. When I, when I got, when I got clean, I remember I went in the crash and um, I started having like uh, like that depression, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know that, okay, this is your life now. This is what it is you're going through right now. And I started feeling more, and I didn't know what I was feeling. And they sent me over to the clinic. And I ended up on like Zoloft and, and Abilify, I believe. Oh, my fucking God. And shit like that when I was in crash. And like, I didn't really like the feeling because it was just like, I, it was hard for me to concentrate when I was in, in group. Like, I was sitting down there in group trying to, like, concentrate. Like, it it helped with, like, the depression and stuff like that. Like, I didn't feel depressed and stuff like that. But, like, I, I was in and out. Like, I would have to go to Jane Weston, like, <laughs> once once every week to, like, yeah. figure out the dosage amount or the amount that they needed. And, like, after a while, I was just like, man, I'm about to miss guinea my pig. favorite group, dog. It's <laughs> actually really it's, fucked up. Yeah. It's guinea pig. Well, they, they basically yeah. put you on it to keep you on it because... Yeah. Here's the thing. I I do believe that that some antidepressants can help people right. that are severely depressed. Yeah. I believe that it does. But I also believe that they forever will have to go up and down on their meds and change their meds for the rest mm-hmm. of their life. Mm-hmm. Because that's what those meds are meant to do. They're meant to constantly be changed, constantly be... Like you could go on Zoloft one minute and Paxil the next. You, you, you know what I mean? Then there's like so many different kinds. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, and then getting off it, it it's like even worse. Mm-hmm. It is like the worst. My dad was on um, Paxil for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And when he got off it, he had a severe mental break for like three or four years or something like that. Mm-hmm. He was on a lower, uh, he ended up going on a, like a lower dosage yeah of Remeron. they put him on Remeron, Mm -hmm. and he was cutting his fucking pills like an addict cutting his pills and scaling them to make sure that he was like getting the correct dose to wean himself off it that much Mm. because it's like so severe if you just cold turkey because that's what he tried to do yeah try to cold turkey that you you should never cold turkey medications um i always my thing too is like i'm not a medical i'm not a doctor Mm -hmm. yeah you know I, i it's above my pay definitely above my pay grade you know, I don't have the inf- I don't have enough information about you or the drug. So I at work, I stay out of it. Right. You know, I have to keep my personal opinions out of it because yeah. um, we could get in a lot of trouble. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you definitely can do. Get, you could get fucked down for yeah. that. Yeah. Like I mean, the thing, the thing that kind of I'm sorry, but the thing that kind of like helped me um, a lot heavy when I uh, when I got out of crash is I had to do a psyche valve for uh, the court. And the lady like heard my entire story in depth, in detail, and gave her clinical opinion. And she got me 
with a therapist. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I was doing therapy. Like, it went from, like, doing therapy three times a week to twice a week to, like, that. And then to eventually, I just called therapy her on the phone. Therapy is probably where it's but at. yeah. That oh, shit, for it, sure. It, it really At helped. least try that first. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know? Really yeah. Like yeah. dive into why you are the way you are. Right. Like dive I'm, into like why you do the things you do, why you feel the way you feel, you yeah. know, talk about it. Yeah. I've been Don't doing, I've been doing that. I've been doing it, it uh, with, uh, with Kaiser. Kaiser has like a, a really good like uh, program and I've been doing that over the phone mm-hmm. like about twice a week. And oh, that's great. Yeah. It still helps to this day. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. I love hearing men doing therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think, I think that. What I was going to say is I, I don't think anybody should take any sort of Suboxone or Methadone just because I am I can speak to that from experience. That was only a crutch and it still diluted my fucking mind, mm-hmm. you know, so well, it's changing your mood and mind. One hundred percent. I mean, a, and, and you if know. you and if you take more on accident or it's never an accident, but if you take more, you're going to get high, <laughs> you're getting high. Yeah. you know, you're going to get high. And I'm telling you right now. I've never kicked fentanyl, and I'm sure it's horrible. I've heard stories that it's miserable, but I can tell you from firsthand experience that kicking methadone and Suboxone is fucking the worst. Absolute worst, and I had to kick in jail. And I think everybody should. That's what I personally think. I mean, if you come out of that, you have a really good chance of staying clean. And that's what you were saying just a little bit ago. People would go to jail for 30 days and then come to a treatment center and then be triggered, and then they give them that, and it's like, you're, you know, until you have like at least nine months to a year clean and like you've heard like a lot of recovery, you know, and been around recovery, you maybe have a chance. But I think that if you if you don't, you're going to get high again and you're going to mm-hmm. it's just like that whole cycle is yeah. going to start all over again. You have your you have a, a higher chance to relapse on the drug that you want if you're taking those medications and yeah. then you're going to get high and most likely because you've had, uh, you know, the beast is awoke, right? But you've had some time to like heal, and you know your tolerance mm-hmm. is way down. And then the moment you go, I mean, nowadays people are just, you know, have a speck or a sniff, you know, because they they'll snort it and they fucking die. So yeah, I mean, look at, I think it's, I think the whole medical shit is really fucked up. I think big pharma's fucked up. I think what people push on people is fucked up. I don't really know shit about mental illness besides like from people that, that are in the rooms, you know? And it's like, I, I used to say like, I can't relate, but I, I mean, I can totally relate now. I've worked with plenty of men that have had mental issues, you know, and mm-hmm. like walk them through some, th- some things that I fucking at first, I had to call my sponsor. Mm-hmm. You know, one time my sponsor had to call his sponsor because I, we, I, he didn't know either, you know, but it's like, uh, that's the thing about recovery, though. It's like we can always ask for help. I just think people obviously should never stop taking medicine, but we will not stop start working steps if you're still taking Suboxone. No, I've, I've had sponsors that I've had to say, you know, we have to let's read the first step together and see what it says. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It says after you stop doing all the drugs, you know, this is the first step. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right. exactly. Damn. Well, I don't know, Miss Parker, what do you think? Um what what's like uh what's something that you want to leave the show with? What do you want to go out to? Well, uh, I don't know. I I always think that people change. You can turn hoes into housewives. You can turn straight s- up. Girl. You can you can you know <laughs> we are this is living proof. We are a people. Oh that's right, girl. That's right. God. We are a people of many chances, and I'm not gonna be the one that's gonna take your chance. 
Mm. Right. You know, I'm going to I'm going to help you get the get your chances. You know? yeah. It doesn't hey. really matter how many times you relapse as long as you don't die. Yeah. And you get back and you get back into the rooms. Mm. Or whatever it is that that you want to do for your recovery. You don't have yeah. to do 12 step recovery. You could do pff, dharma recovery. You could do uh yoga. Go to the gym, go to church, do something. Right. You know, right. it doesn't have to be 12 step recovery. That's just what's worked for me. Right. Right. I mean that that is that's a fucking fact because a lo- there's so many different avenues. I mean, too. there's so many. I mean, there really is. Yeah. But I mean, you. S- I mean, before I end it though, too, it's like, you know, they were saying they took the 12 steps out of treatment, mm-hmm. right? That's so fucked off. It's like th- they better have a lot of other solutions because I mean, a lot of times, what are you going to do mm. if you don't have something to where if they're if they're not if you're in a treatment center, they're not talking about 12 steps they, or even church. Like what? What they is created? It they created the peer support specialist. Oh, okay. So the peer support specialist is what is um, who helps the recovery process, introduces because they're uh, the peer support specialist is someone who's lived experience as someone who's utilized the services or the whatever works. And that's how we're that's another way that we're incorporating, you know, 12 step recovery. You want to say hi? Hi, Wyatt. Got Wyatt on the mic here. Hi, Wyatt. Uh, all right, man. Well, you got you got you need Excuse me. Last words for Miss Parker, Rafa. Um, well, I gotta say, I gotta say, like, I think your story is awesome. <laughs> I think it has like a lot of. It shows a lot that you know. Man, you are so blessed to be here. You know what I'm saying? And like, also like what you're doing currently, really dope in the community. That's freaking awesome mm-hmm. to see. And because the thing is, is like the drug treatment programs, they need people like you. You know what I'm saying? They need someone that comes from that lifestyle that, you know, went to school, got the got the backing behind them and knows mm-hmm. what it takes. Because me personally, I, I honestly feel that like um, the, med- the the medicinal way of like trying to like cope with the disease of addiction <laughs> isn't isn't really it until you end up going to a drug treatment program and you find someone that's similar to you that tells you you can fucking change yeah and this is how we did it you know yeah and you know i think that's fucking great thank you so much thank you so much thanks for having me this was so fun (laughs) i'm glad you kept your headphones on the whole time yeah this is so fun (laughs) well here's the deal i was uh I was talking about you this morning and one of our friends was like, Oh man, you're in for a fucking treat. And I can tell you right now, he was right. You didn't, you did, you hit on every single mark. I mean, listen, you, uh, I'm sure that there's plenty more to your story, but,